from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Jersey Drake. Taylor Swift. Paul Swan Long. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz, Roz and Mocha. Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can feel. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I just Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mocha. How are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. All right. Um, Kyle said this to us, Roz. Okay. Been binging the podcast and hearing all that food Roz has been making and eating lately since working from home. Tacos and pizzas and mm. chips and mm. wings and mm. so much food. <laughs> Brother. I know. Everyone's Hell checking in about. on his cholesterol. Shut but up. <laughs> has anyone asked the hard-hitting question? Oh, is he still uh, getting into them toit toit pants? <laughs> or has he had to let them out yet? It's a struggle, man. Did you let them out yet or no? No, I'll tell you something, brother, is that my pants, all my tight my tightest pants are also super stretchy, right? So I got that I got that going for me. <laughs> but I will say this, what has started to happen is that sometimes, depending on how long I have to sit for and what I'm doing, yeah. the top of my belt has now started to dig into the little bit of overhang that I oh, have. No. Over top, oh no, over no, and then you get the worry on you. Yeah, yeah. And then I and then I'm like, God, what is that pain? Like I thought it was like some sort of internal thing, and I'm like, no, it's fat. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Uh, yeah, no. So I haven't like I haven't gained a lot of weight. I don't think. I just I feel that I'm just like everything is just sort of relaxing. If uh -huh. that makes sense. The, those, those stretchy pants are going to start looking good real quick, right? You know. And I, and I, I walked by. I was standing. Where was I? Oh, here we go. I what? was I was waiting in line in front of the LCBO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the LCBO has that sort of dark gray glass, right? Uh -huh. That's very reflective, and you can see yourself. When you when you walk by, and I was looking at my ass, okay, right, and I don't <laughs> shut up, and I don't know, you don't even know what I'm going to say. I could have said it looked perfect, and I had a great day. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. Um, and I was I was looking at my ass, and I thought that maybe it had gotten bigger, right? Uh -huh. And I and I was like, do you know when your ass gets bigger, or does it just get bigger and then I one think it day just gets bigger? It just does, right? Like, because I don't know, I, I I wouldn't know how to tell. So as far as my <laughs> cholesterol goes, uh, I, I went to the doctor right before, I had a full physical done right before uh, coronavirus happened, uh -huh. and I checked out on all of them, except for my, uh, my body fat um, was a little too high, which is weird because I'm like sort of skinny. I have like spindly little arms and legs, but everything else on me is apparently full of fat. Yeah, I'm sitting there and I'm going like, what do I, like what do I have, fat armpits? Right? Like where's, <laughs> where's all the body fat, right? Uh -huh. Like I don't have a fat neck. No, you don't. I don't have fat arms. My legs are still skinny. So it's in the booty. I don't know. It might be, I think it's. So you're like a chicken from all those chicken wings. Yes, bro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing, with, my, my thing with chicken wings is this, and I had the conversation with Catherine not that long ago where for some reason people look down on chicken wings as if it's just it, it, it's like some sort of treat like some sort of gluttonous you know indulgence that you know is sort of saved for an every now and then but like i'm not deep frying chicken wings at home like i cooked them in the oven yeah and so if i went home every night and i ate roast chicken nobody would go oh god chicken again <laughs> you know what i mean but like when i cook wings Catherine's like really that's like five nights this week and I'm like, what do you care it's roast 
Bill's chicken. Also, stop keeping a tally. <laughs> right, I know. Oh, God. Oh, you're not, you're not going to believe what I woke up to this morning. What, what, oh, what? Oh, God. So she had to go into the storage room yesterday where I keep all the, um, the coronavirus supplies. I built uh-huh. a giant pantry downstairs. I cleared out half our storage room, built a pantry. And whenever I go to the liquor store, I, I, I just, that's where I drop everything off if I buy extra and then I bring it all back up. Uh-huh. But I'm the type of guy where I go down to the storage room and then I just bring up like a couple of cans and load them in the fridge. Once the case is empty, the cider case is empty, I just throw it off to the side. And so this morning I'm leaving for work and right in front of the front door for me to bring out were five empty cases stacked. Oh! <laughs> in your face! <laughs> Don't forget these. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, to answer your question, I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah, we already all knew that. Like, geez. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, oh, you keep safe, brother. Thank you guys. so much for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Awesome, guys. Have a good day. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Believe it or not, Buster Rhymes celebrates his 48th birthday today. Oh, wow. You know, I thought Buster might be a little bit older than that, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I thought he was way younger. Yeah. It's also Cher's birthday, let's not forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how old is Cher? Like 76. 76. She's 76. Do you know what her, her birthday wish was? That she could per- turn back time. That would have been funnier if I didn't stumble on the words. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Share 74, by the way, more. Huge um. fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the reason why I bring up Busta Rhymes and his birthday, first of all, happy birthday, Busta Rhymes. Yes. But he's known as one of the greatest speed rappers of all time, much like Eminem. Yep. Where he can rap normal and then switch it over and do super, super fast. Okay. Right? A couple of examples for you. That was on a Trey Song song. Wow. Song. There's another song he has called Break Your Neck. If you slow that down, can you actually hear the words? He's fairly, like, he's actually surprisingly articulate for speaking that fast. Where there's not a lot of, like, like, every word is separated. Yeah. There's not a lot of run-ons. He does, like, I think it was, like, nine syllables a second. Yeah, it's crazy. So in celebration, about, like, I was, like, reading this about his birthday, and then I started going through a couple of his tracks uh, this morning before we started the show. And then this one came up because it went viral for a hot minute because regular people were trying to do the rhyme, which is Busta's verse from the Chris Brown Look at Me Now song. This one. Let's go! So you can still understand what he's saying. Well, and then this part kicks in. And then I started going through. I started going through all like the normal people trying to do that verse. Okay. You can kind of hear this girl. Wow. 
Right? Yeah. So I'm listening to all this stuff this morning, and that Chris Brown Buster Rhymes part, or that Buster Rhymes part in the Chris Brown song, mm-hmm. Moore was in the other room kind of flexing, like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> Well, I mean, all you got to go is... You're not wrong. So I was like... Okay, tough guy. Here are the lyrics. Yeah. But, you know, he printed them for me. That's a lot of words for a very little amount of time. I assure you that I'll be able to get through the whole thing. Okay. Now, are you... What are you... Are you just Look, I just said that fast. I'll assure you I'll be able to do the whole thing. Okay, well... All right, here we go, Porky Pig. Go. Like right now? Okay, so you're supposed to start when the beat kicked in. How the hell would I know? <laughs> okay. Let's go because I feel I'm running. I gotta, do it, do it. gotta go away, gotta go away, gotta go away. Better know I gotta do it. Won't ever stop because you know I gotta go every day, okay, every day, 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 day. So you don't over here to bump and blow. You're not saying words. You're not saying words. But I'm doing what he did. No, no, no. Just do before you work on the speed, yeah. right? Let's see how fast you can go with actually saying the words. Let's go because I feel like I'm no, running and beat. I feel wait like I'm... Wait for the beat. Wait for the beat. Oh, I thought you only just read it. No, man. And now. Let's go because I feel like I'm running and I feel like I'm going to go, go away, go away, go away. Better know when, I know when, I know when to stop. No, stop, I know stop, when to go. stop, stop. Going too fast. <laughs> going too fast. Read, just read the words. But you want me to wait for the beat. No, 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 I know. Just that's when you're going to start, right? But just so make then don't sure. Worry, and then at that point, don't worry about the beat. Read. Have you ever worried about the beat? You've sang on the show a thousand times. Have you ever worried about the beat? Okay, so what I'm saying is just concentrate first on just reading all of the words. Okay? I'm going to use my finger. Okay, do you want like a pencil to hold underneath every line like we give to five-year-olds or no? Yes. Okay. Okay. Three. Two, one. Let's go because I feel like I'm running and I feel like I've got to go. Get away, get away, get away. Better know I don't want to stop. Stop, stop, stop. I'm telling, okay. Just just read the words. What do you think I'm doing? (laughs) (laughs) You got one more try. One more try. Just And just read the words. Okay. Okay, here we go. Let's go, because I feel like I'm running, and I feel like I'm running, and I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Better know when I don't know, and I don't know whatever stop. Because I know when I don't, when I've been there every day, and I gotta go, as you see. I see I don't really want to go, and I pop me blow. I just want to know, and I never know when I flop, and I, oh, and I don't want to go. much better? And I ain't never know when I gotta stop me. Every time I gotta go, when I got brother, I gotta see. Yeah. And then I gotta go, when I gotta go, when I gotta get away. And then I gotta go, and I blow, and then I gotta go, when I shudder any little, and Brother, I gotta hit you in the door when I'm doing it. Cause it doesn't matter, cause I gotta go when it da 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 da. So much better. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Hi. Tixie Ann is in, uh, in Thunder Bay and listens to the Roz and Mocha Show a lot. Yes. And always texts in. Uh, yes. <laughs> and texted in this morning asking if we could play Pinched. Yes, that would be awesome. Because uh, she said, uh, glad to be able to listen to you during these these tough times. Now, yes. Tixiana. Yes. For the time being, Pinch ah. is suspended. Yeah, we can't play oh, Pinched. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. Coronavirus, <laughs> come on now, Tixiana. Especially because you guys... Oh, Maury doesn't really replace the... Not doesn't really, just he doesn't. He hasn't. <laughs> so it's the same clothespins, clothes pegs in that bag from 
however long ago we started the game. Yeah, we can't have we can't have Moke and Mori putting their hands in each other's eyes and ears and mouths. Yeah, wouldn't and stuff like that wouldn't change Mori that much. We can't, even, yeah. we can't even stand next to each other. No. So we can't play pinched. But Tixiana. Yes. We do have uh where we have to alter pinched. All right. Okay, so no to the question of can we play pinched, <laughs> but if you stick around, we are about to introduce a brand new game. Ooh. It's sort of the social distancing version of pinched. This game is called Snapped. Oh, okay. Okay, we will explain everything, Tixiana, in just, right. a, in just a couple of minutes, okay? Sounds great, guys. All right, okay. Later, girl. All right. Love you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right. Got a new intro for a new game. Oh, I like, cannot wait. Sort of new intro. Okay. New game alert. New game alert. Okay. This is Snap. <laughs> All right, everybody, and welcome to Snapped. Okay, this is the sort of uh, replacement to Pinched. Pinched was a very popular game that we did for years on the Razamoka show. It was uh, Mori against Mocha in straight up head to head trivia. And if you got a question wrong, you got pinched. And that was you got, we had like a big pile of clothes pegs in between them. And then your opponent would get to put one of those clothes pegs anywhere on your body that they saw fit. And you got pinched and it hurt a lot. But we can't do that because we can't touch each other. Right. So out of that comes the birth of Snapped. Now, Which is. The way Snapped works is the premise of the game is exactly the same. Only you and Maury will now be outfitted with oversized elastics that you will wear around your neck. And if you get a question wrong, you hold it with your thumb, put your arm out the full arm length, and let it go. Oh, no! Oh, it's going to hurt. Okay. <laughs> it's going to hurt. So this, everybody, is snapped. Welcome okay. to it. Uh, the categories today. Oh, you guys need the elastics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so Maury has his elastic. Mocha, if you can go in the sealed package and grab your elastic, please. There we go. Um, you might want to give it a couple stretches. They are very stretchy. They this are, is supposed to fit around my head? No, around yeah, your neck. Around like my that. neck? Yeah, yes. easy peasy. Yes. Like look at uh look at look at Maury oh. right now. Look at Maury right now. Ooh. Right? So Maury is that, yes. And so Mocha, so put that around your around your head. I'll let you get your ball cap back on there. Okay. Extend your arm all the way is out. Is it not gonna like all the way it's out? It's not gonna snap? No, all are the way. Are you sure? Out. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do a test. Let's go. No, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, so gentlemen, are you ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Oh, please be easy categories. Okay, your categories are bass backwards. Okay. Uh, I will spell a name, a part like a human name, a person's name backwards, starting with the last letter first. Oh, you give no. me that person's name. Okay. Okay. Uh, your second category: sticks and stones. These are all things made out of either wood or rock. Oh, uh, oh no! I should just I should just do this ten times. Okay. Uh, Mocha, I will let you pick the category first. Let's go with uh, sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. Question one. Uh, First of all, for people listening at home, Maury, can we hear your buzzer? Mocha, your buzzer. So Mocha's is the more deeper, sort of manly sounding buzzer. That's Maury. (laughs) (laughs) Question one. Yeah. Archers shoot these from their bows. Maury. Arrows. Yes, correct. 
Frig. Okay, Mocha. Oh, no. You now okay. get snapped. So Mocha's extending his uh, full arm length. Oh. Okay. Go. Three, two, one. Mocha just Mocha just disappeared out of the view of the camera. I can't even see him anymore. Oh my god, dude, that oh oh, oh, man, that like really hurts. hurts. Your wife's gonna think you got a hickey, like you're having some sort of COVID affair. Oh no! I, I, I hate to say this, but question two. Oh, no. That's it. Uh, those huge pointy things in the middle of the desert in Egypt. Maury. Oh. Pyramids. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, Mocha, full arm length. Okay. Full arm length. Full arm length. Go. <laughs> I've never seen Maury look more happy before. I'm so scared. This really hurts. How do you explain those marks to your oh, wife? Question three. Uh, the Dutch wore these on their feet for protection. Maury. Clogs. Yes. If you are just joining us, uh, the game is snapped. So uh, it's very much like pinched, only without the pinching. Maury and Mocha have giant rubber band elastics around their necks. And if you get a question wrong, you have to hook your thumb under the elastic, stretch it all the way out as far as you can, and then let it go so it comes back and and hits your neck. Um, No, I think you, oh yeah, a couple. Oh, that is a welt right there. (laughs) Next category, please. Uh, Next category. Are we done with that last one? Okay, next category. Bass Ackwards. I will um, read a name. I will spell a name starting with the last letter. Letter first, you guys tell me what the name is. These are just regular people names, okay? Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, number one, H-T-E-B-A-Z-I-L-E. Mocha. Elizabeth. Correct. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. What were you going to say? Abraham. Abraham? <laughs> Where does the letter Z go in Abraham? <laughs> Good thing I didn't buzz in. Okay. M- uh, Maury, go ahead. Maury, stretch all the way out. Oh, oh my God. all the way. Oh, geez. Oh, no. Ah! <laughs> I told you. I told you. It hurts, right? It hurts. It hurts so bad. Ooh, it stings. Maury's pacing around the studio right now. <laughs> Right? Isn't it the worst? It's still there. Yeah, it's the worst. Leave you. It's the worst. Okay, moving on to the category of bass ackwards. Okay, here we go. D R A H C I R. Maury. Deborah. Incorrect. Mocha. Richard. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Maury, have at it. Oh God, Mama. Oh, no. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope this is entertaining for people because it's very entertaining to watch in here. Okay, continuing on with the category of bass ackwards. Y R O G E R G. Mocha. Uh, Gregory. Yes. 
Oh, I was gonna say Gabriel. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Go, 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 go. This side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All the way out more. Oh. All the way. Oh. <laughs> right? Okay, so we're tied. This is a tiebreaker. This, this is, is a tiebreaker. Okay, no, it's all tied win. up. This is you a tiebreaker. Uh, last name in the category of Bass Ackwards. I, again, will spell the name. Last letter first in reverse order. You tell me what that name is. Here we go, gentlemen. Y-E-L-D-A-R-B. Mocha. Bradley. Yes. Bethany. <laughs> oh my God, I was so nervous, bro. I was so nervous. Who's right? I am. Mocha's oh. right. Okay, Maury. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. And that's how you play snaps. <laughs> This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you hear this clip of Kanye's old uh, bodyguard? Saying what? <laughs> what? I love old, I love stories of uh, people who used to either be personal assistants for or bodyguards for or just part of the general posse in somebody's organization that have ridiculous jobs. Being the bodyguard is a pretty crazy job, though. I'll yeah. give them that, right? When you got to be the person that takes care of somebody who may be rude to you and you got to, like, get hurt for them, mm -hmm. that takes a special kind of person who's going to be able to do that. But uh, this is uh, Steve Stanoulis talking about his first day on the job as Kanye's bodyguard. The first day I met him, I was supposed to meet him at the studio. So when he gets there... We get to the elevator, he's like, uh, aren't you going to push uh, what floor we're going to? I said, well, I have no idea. It's my first day. He starts ranting. You mean you didn't call ahead to find out where I'm supposed to be going? I said, no. I, so he's ranting and raving. I said, bro, we could do this three ways. <laughs> One, you could tell me what button to press, and now I'll know. Two, you could press the button, and I'll see which one you're pressing, and then I'll know. Well, three... You could sit here all day and tell me how important your time is and we're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> he went for the first option. <laughs> <laughs> that is next level famous yeah. douche. I know. Where you don't push the elevator buttons. I like, know. I don't know. I don't think I could ever treat somebody that way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. Like, if uh, as a security guard, right? Yeah. I don't think it's this person's job to call and say, okay, maybe know the itinerary. Yeah. Sure. I need to know these things, right? Yeah. I need to know where we're going so I can be prepared for the environment. Yeah. On the list, it'll say, Kanye's got to go to the studio. It's in this particular building. Sweet. I don't think I should... 508 or whatever. Sure. I, I don't think I should then say, well... What floor? Because I'm going to have to press the button. I would say this. At security, you need to know what floor. Okay, what floor? Yes. Okay, you do. But you, you need do. to know where you're taking your client, right? Right. But there's a natural sort of, there, there's, there's a natural communication between humans, right? And that is when you get onto an elevator with somebody and you know where you're going, but maybe they don't. Maybe they do and they're just a little slow with the finger, right? Your human reaction to that moment should just be to go seven, right? right? That's the natural sort of human reaction to being in an elevator with somebody who may not know what button to push. Instinctually, you should just go seven, right? You shouldn't then go immediately into, I shouldn't have to tell you which button to push, 
That's like you're, you're, you've evolved into a different kind of person when you get to that point. At the same time, though, now that I think about the situation and times that I've been in an elevator with somebody I don't know. Yes. If I'm standing near the button and I press, the, I'm going to floor five. Yes. And the other person's there. And I'll be like, hey, what floor are you going on? Or I will say. But this isn't a stranger. This is his bodyguard. They're together. They're going to be together all day. Hmm. He's not like going to a bo- different floor. Like I wonder if the bodyguard should have said to him. No, I know. But like, it's natural to maybe when you walk into an elevator, you ask the other person. Like maybe he would have been like, but if man, what I, floor are we going to? Sure. But if I'm walking into a building that Kanye has been into many times. Okay, and it's my first day on the job and we walk into an elevator together. I'm just assuming that we're going to walk into the elevator. Kanye is going to push the button and we're both going to go up. And once we get to the floor, I'm going to just continue or to Kanye do Kanye is going to say seven. But yeah, I would just think he's going to push the button because why wouldn't he? Who Dude. thinks that somebody doesn't push their own elevator buttons? That's like a wild realization for like a Tuesday morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Gabriel, it's Ron Zamoka. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. I feel bad for you and your nose. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> I need to... I got to get through this because I think this might be... I think you might be trolling us here, man. Uh, so, Gabriel, you wrote us this. Ron Zamoka fixed my life. You're going to think I'm making this up, but it's true. As soon as somebody says that, I'm like, yeah, no, it's not. But here we go. My girlfriend farts in bed nightly. Do I need to get a sense of humor about this or just go sleep on the sofa every night? I'm talking bombs that are likely are a little wet and they stink. Like anyone, I would laugh at a good fart, but nightly bombs are disgusting and have made me less attracted to her. I lied and told her that the burrito place is closed when it's still open uh, just to keep beans out of her system in an attempt to reduce the farts. I just want to know if this is normal or messed up. Like if what, her farting is normal or your reaction to the farting is normal? No, it's more my reaction. Like I talked to her so many times and uh, she's like, ah, just go with it type thing. So is she, is she farting in her sleep or are you getting into bed and she's like bombing you? Well, both. Uh, uh-huh. Oh no. We're we're still talking and she'll just drop the bombs and then all night long, it was just constant, uh, like, uh, Okay, but the, the, the sleeping farts, right? <laughs> that, that's okay, not her fault, bro. That's not I her fault. Yeah, the sleeping ones I don't mind. Okay. It's the ones that we're just talking and... Uh, and she just hits you. And what? She just hits you with it? Yeah, it just sounds like someone's emptying like, you know, like a relish container. It's just <laughs> all the time. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay. Come on, man. This, yeah. this is your girl we're talking about here, okay. bro. She sounds hot, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I will- I will say I will say this that a sleep farter should be handled the same way, given the same advice that we've given before to uh, people that have called in because their partner snores, and 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 that is I don't think that you should make it all on them. This is I know it's going to sound weird, but much like snoring, this isn't an individual problem. This is a couple's problem. Yeah, I agree. And this is something that you guys have to figure out together. It's like looking at a snore saying, stop snoring. Just fix it. Just don't do it. Well, it's easier said than done. You know, it's a very difficult thing. You have to figure out what is causing the snoring at night that is keeping somebody up and making somebody miserable, making somebody feel less attracted to their to their partner. This is something that you guys need to figure out 
as a team, and this is something that you guys need to work through as a team. Does she know that she farts so bad that it's like... Oh, God, yeah. Oh, she, she knows. knows. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But she's proud of it. Like, she's, oh. she actually... She'll laugh at it, and, she, and she's proud of it. Oh. That's, what it makes, that's why I called you guys, because I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, should I get more of a sense of... Because I love a good fart, like... But she just... Like, who doesn't, all right? other level. Like, does she have... I'm trying to say this in, like, the, the most sensitive way possible. Like, is this something that she can't help, is what I'm trying to say? Oh, no, no. I think she she actually does it. Like, she likes... Like, she tries doing it. Like, she oh. waits for oh. a girl on the call. Oh, 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 Like, she has fun with this. Oh. And it just it drives me nuts. Yeah, oh. I, I would say in situations like this as well, instead of going sort of negative with a criticism, try and spin it. Instead of saying, God, you know what? When you really fart like that, like, I just don't find you sexually attractive at all. Um, why not tell her the times that you do find her sexually attractive? And it, that doesn't include farting. You know what I mean? Like, fl- sort of flip oh, it. I tell other- her every, every minute. Like, she's a very attractive girl. She's... She's brilliant. She's smart. She's amazing. She's an amazing person. Yeah, I, I would. I would say that you need to. This is a conversation that you that you have to have because I think that maybe she thinks that. Oh, come on! It's just a fart. You love it, uh, and, and I think that if something is truly bothering you, don't say it in the moment of a fart. I think that the conversation has to happen in a moment where no fart has happened. Right. Uh, where it doesn't look like you're sort of, you know, overreacting to something that she finds hysterical. I think that if you're going to talk about being attracted to her or, you know, talk about any sort of wedge that is in a relationship, the conversation should happen at a point where it is not a topic of conversation already. Right. It's like if you didn't shower, you know, and she'd be like, God, you know, like, I really want to just like hang out with you right now and make out with you. But like, you stink, man. You know, that's a reasonable request, right? It is a reasonable request to say, when we crawl into bed together and I'm kind of, you know, in the mood and I look at you and you get me even more in the mood, when you just start gassing me like that, it kills everything, <laughs> you know? I don't mind you farting, man. Like, fart away. Like, that's fine. I, I will find them funny, too, because I love a good fart. But when we're in bed together, like, that's just not, it's not sexy. Well, that's just it, uh, like... It's right before you go to bed. So you brush your teeth. You got that great, like that minty smell in your mouth. And all of a sudden you get a bomb in there. And it's just the mint and the yeah, bomb. Yeah, it just kills the mood, right? Oh, you, you can taste it. You really can taste it sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> just so you should, you could have just said yes, it kills the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help, Gabriel? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gabriel. Gabriel, yeah. I, have one more, I have one more thing uh, to ask you before we let you go. What's up? What do you call it when someone eats refried beans and onions? Refried beans and uh, my girlfriend? Oh. No. Wow. I wasn't going to say <laughs> that. That's mean, bro. Was, <laughs> no, no, no. I was no, trying to tell a joke. The answer is tear gas. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Bro, wow, dude. I would never diss your girl like That's that. Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, no. That wasn't a diss at all. No. <laughs> lovely, yeah. She's a lovely human being. Uh-huh. She just has a gas issue. What do people write on Instagram? Hashtag this is what love looks yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabriel, there you go. Well, thanks for the advice, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Rolling Stone released a list of the top 100 debut singles of all time. Hmm. Now, these were not, not included on this list were people who were already very well known and then went solo. Okay. So like Justin Timberlake is not on the list. Oh, right? okay. Um, but somebody who was sort of well-known and then joined a band and they created a whole new thing is, I guess. But, okay. Yeah. 
So do you have any thoughts on, on what you feel is the best debut single of all time? Debut single? Yeah, the first song of the, that the first time you heard that artist. <sighs> they went straight to number one? No, not even straight to number one. Just like the best song. Oh, man. According to Rolling Stone. Yeah. I'll give you some, here, I'll give you some tips right now. Okay. Okay. What's your uh, hit, hit me number 56. So this is number 56 on the list of the 100 greatest debut singles of all time. Okay. Okay. Hanson. Bop. Right. Uh, give me, give me 29. I'm going to say people like. I'm going to say people like Justin Bieber are going to be on that list. I'm going to say. But what, was just, but what was Justin Bieber's debut single, though? Oh, wait, no, it wouldn't be, because his debut single would have been one time. Yeah. Oh, is Adele on the list? Um, Not that I saw. Is... She's not on the list. Give me 98. Are these going to be let's, all surprising? Let's, let's, let's dip down to the bottom of the list, list here. Give me 98. Oh, yeah. TikTok. Okay. Okay. Oh, what a great song, huh? Give me 78. Oh, 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 um, best I ever had. That didn't debut at number one, though, right? It doesn't have to debut at number one. Oh, just does no. Uh, it's just best singles. Is Drake on the list? No, Drake's not on the list. Oh. But I'll tell you who is. Give me number twelve. How they gonna do that to you, Drizzy? Me number twelve. Wow, this is number twelve. This song's a monster. But this was such a monster. I thought it'd be like way higher. Number twelve. Uh. Kanye was number 14 with yeah. uh, Through the Wire. Aerosmith at number 62 with uh, Dream On. Before we get to the top five, actually, no, let's do top five right now. So at number five, this is the, according to Rolling Stone, the number five greatest debut single of all time. Chuck Berry. I've never heard this song before. You've never heard Maybelline? No. Really, huh? Why is that shocking to you? Because you just hear it through life, like in music and stuff. Like in one of those dumb movies where like a little kid is dancing on the table. You know what I mean? Like, wow, Barry, you got some bars. Number four. Two years ago, a friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhyme. So I said this rhyme I'm about to say. The rhyme was deaf, man, it went this Sucker way. Sucker MC by Run DMC at number four. The fourth greatest debut single of all time. Is Eminem on there? I don't think so. No? I didn't see him. There's a lot missing. Okay. There's a lot missing on this list. Uh, number three, Mocha. Three. Uh, this would be the Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK from 1976. Uh, at number two. You're back by the Jackson 5. Now, I will give you a hint on what number one is. Okay. Number one was released. It's not like an oldie. Number one was released in 1998. 98. 1998. Is it a boy band? No. 
Is it a female artist? Yes. Okay, 19... Oh, is it... It wouldn't be Britney Spears, right? No. Would it? Or Christina Aguilera? No, it can't be. Hit me with number one. single of all time. Now, are you curious as to what 100 was? Uh, Because it was the top 100, so hit me with 100. Oh yeah, I can't believe we didn't even say what 100 was. (laughs) (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, did you see this Ryan Seacrest thing over the weekend? No, what happened? So a lot of people were commenting saying that they, I mean, people who have no idea what they're talking about uh, were saying that it looked like he had some sort of stroke during American <gasps> Idol Live. No. Yeah. yeah really? I was watching this as it happened. Yeah. It, one of his eyes started to shut. And at one point in the show, he, he started to like almost slur his speech a little bit. Like he couldn't, he couldn't quite get the words out. Like it was, it's, it's actually really scary to, to watch. And it, and it went on for a bit, not the slurring of the speech, but just that he seemed like he was like something was up. Like he was, his head was in his hands and he just seemed tired. Yeah. Is, yeah. He, is he sick? I don't know, but everybody was sort of like very concerned. And there were a lot of people who said, you know, did Ryan Seacrest just have a stroke? And not in like a goofing way, but no, no, in, a, no. in an actual sort of serious uh, way. But his people said this, Ryan did not have any kind of stroke last night. This is from his rep. Like many people right now, Ryan is adjusting to the new normal and finding work-home balance uh, with the added stress of having to pull uh, put on live shows from home. Um, he's doing between live with Kelly and Ryan, American Idol, on air with Ryan Seacrest and... And then the Disney family sing-alongs. Uh, oh, he's been geez. juggling three to four on-air jobs over the last few weeks, and he needs a rest. Uh, so today he took to a while to serve one. Yeah. So what, and then what he explains the half eye closed? I don't. I don't. They didn't explain it. They didn't. I bet you had stress. It. Could have been viral. Yeah, I bet you had viral. Viral. like that guy's got a million jobs, and he's yeah. still taking on every single thing. Yeah. For the entire day, yeah, from was, home, like it, you add all that together. Yeah, if you see the footage though, it like it looks really like it looks like something is up because you're so used to Ryan Seacrest being perfect, right? Yeah. Like just with everything he says and the way he says it, and he just seemed off, like it seemed not right. Cynthia Erivo and the top eleven right there. You can catch her playing Aretha Franklin on the National Geographic limited series Genius Aretha premiering this fall. See? Right, like that. It yeah, it sounds off, but I guess you just have to. But when you when you hear that, but also see his see face, it happening, it's yeah. shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his rep said that. Uh, I mean, they didn't say what it was, but they did say that it was not a stroke. So this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Greetings and salutations. Oh, what up, y'all? How are we feeling today? That was a Bill and Ted uh, reference, huh? You know, I've never seen those movies. You've never seen Bill and Ted? Never seen For Bill real, and Ted. For real, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. How many were there? Two, Two or three? Yeah, they're making the third right now. Right. Or they were, at least, as far as we know. Yeah, exactly. How, how have you never seen Bill and Ted? I knew of it. Bill S. Preston Esquire, Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan? Good memory. Yeah. Uh, I just know that uh, they were time travelers. Yeah, but do you know why? And do you know how? And do you, do you know like the details behind the movie at all? I think or phone no? booth, right? Well, yeah, the, the the phone booth was what got them through the wormholes of time. Okay. But I they, don't know why, and I... 
So Bill and Ted Just know nothing about the movie. Okay, they're two sort of Southern California slackers, right? Yeah. Uh, in a band called Wild Stallions. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the two of them, uh-huh. and they have a history report due. Okay, otherwise they flunk out of school, and then Ted's dad is going to send him to military school. <gasps> and which should have studied, guys, right? Which means no more wild stallions. Yeah, and then if you knew your school books, the way you knew that music, they, but the the thing is, this is that they weren't good. Oh, and music at all. No, right? They were terrible. Uh, Um, And then what happens is is, uh, uh, a guy comes to visit them in a phone booth named Rufus. Okay. And he tells them that they have to pass their history test because in the future, uh, Wild Stallions write the most perfect song that saves humanity. Oh, Interesting. So he gives them access to the phone booth and they start going through the sort of annals of time and history and everything else. But instead of just going and studying in real life, people like Napoleon and Joan of Arc and Genghis Khan to do their report, they wind up loading the phone booth full of these actual people from (gasps) history and bringing them back to San Dimas, California. And they wind up being a part of their presentation, but not before Napoleon discovers water slides and banana splits. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be excellent to each other. So that's, that's, um, and then in part two, I don't know what happened. Okay. I think they go to the devil. Right. Okay. I think the devil gets involved in part two. What an odd turn I, yeah, for I can't, the movie. Yeah, I can't be 100% sure. So I don't know what they have planned for three, but but this would have really been at the point where Wild Stallions did write that perfect song that saved humanity. But the problem now is if you don't play the perfect song that saved humanity, there's no point in doing the movie. So now somebody is tasked with writing a the song that song. would have been the perfect song to save humanity. And how that would have happened or what that would have looked like. I, know, I don't know. But anyway, that's a lot of talk about Bill and Ted's excellent <laughs> adventure. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. See Costco trending like crazy this morning? No, what's going on at Costco? This happened in the States where a guy was shopping and he had his cart full of stuff. And an employee by the name of Tyson, spelled T-I-S-O-N. Tyson was asking uh, this gentleman to kindly wear a mask. Okay. And Tyson, the Costco employee, is wearing a mask. Other people who are in Costco are all wearing a mask. Yeah. This gentleman that decides to record his conversation with Tyson, his wife is even wearing a mask. Okay. And this guy thought it'd be a great idea because Tyson said, hey, can you please put on a mask to start recording because he's got all these followers. Okay. I'll just put you on my 3,000 follower Instagram feed. Mostly local. Hi, everyone. 3, I work for Costco, and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask. And or... I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. <laughs> have a great day. So you're going to take this cart from me. So he starts have a great pull day. So Tyson no. grabs the cart and starts walking <laughs> away with it. Yeah. You need to leave. Thank you very Here, much. You put it on. I'll give you my cart. He's going to take the cart away because he's a little. Oh. There he is, walking away with all my stuff. There he goes. Because I'm not a sheep. Wow. And this guy's wife looks yeah. so embarrassed yeah. and pissed yeah. off. Hey, listen, free America. <laughs> you know? And everybody, I have not seen, just going through all the tweets right now. Yeah. 
because they're coming in quick. I've not seen one single tweet in support of the guy who didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah, well, maybe not on Twitter, but watch the news. It's interesting because I don't like wearing a mask. I don't think anybody likes wearing a mask. I hate it. And I don't for the most part. Uh-huh. Right? If I go somewhere where I know I'm going to be uh, like around a lot of old people and stuff like that, but for the most part, I don't wear, I, I don't wear a mask. I, I clean and I stay far enough away from people because that's one, my nature. And two, it's almost unavoidable at times. You've been socially because, distancing since before yeah, was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's fine. But, but with stuff like this, like we, we just, you realize how different Canada is to America. Like I was reading the story about Wisconsin the other day where you have like Supreme Courts overturning governor's orders of lockdown. Like it's, it's fighting in the courts to like reopen bars and stuff. Yeah. Like it's such a wild world. And then you get Tyson with an eye, you know, who's willing to lose his groceries. And embarrass his wife in front of 3,000 people. <laughs> Hold on, let me show you what this guy looks like. As Tyson is to walking away. To not wear a away, mask, just wear a mask. Like if you go if you go somewhere where you have to. He's wearing a t-shirt that reads NASA on it and his yeah. sunglasses are on right. inside of Costco. Right, like if this jabroni, right, went to a Minnesota Twins game and tried to walk into the stadium with no shirt on. <laughs> I know. They'd say, sir, they'd say, get the hell out. You got to put a shirt on, man. We're not asking much, uh-huh. right? But you're going to be sitting around other people. You're going to be in close proximity. You look like a sweater. Uh, just throw a T-shirt on. <laughs> throw a T-shirt on. You would go, Tyson asks you yes, to leave. You'd go and buy, you'd find a T-shirt, right, to go in. If you go to Costco and they say, hey, man, listen, just throw this on while you're walking around the aisles, okay? Do us all a favor. Makes everybody feel safe. It's no harm to you, no harm to anybody else. Just put the bloody mask on. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with that? So when you see Costco trending this morning, <laughs> it's because uh, of that. It's because uh, Tyson asked Tyson, the uh, Costco employee, asked this gentleman to put on a mask, and he wouldn't. And he thought he'd get some clout with his three thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, it's because Tyson Maybe woke up in a free world. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I keep thinking of a spider in my hair because I ran. I, I ran through a. I walked out of the house this morning. And I walked through a spider web. Oh, that's the worst right? feeling in the world. I know because I'm like, he probably worked really hard on that all night and I just ruined it. Um, and now I feel that he's on me. Like in your heart? Because I, I had recycling in my hand. Oh. Right? And so I couldn't wipe Wait, was it a full web or just like a strand? No, it was like a big, thick <gasps> strand. Gross. I wouldn't even show it to work. It just went right. And I felt it go right across my forehead and yeah. then wrapped around my head like a headband. Yeah, no thanks. So, Isn't that what they call psychosemantic? Excuse me. Psychosemantic. Which is? Where because you walk through the spider web, you think it's on you, so it's false feeling. No, but I actually did walk through a spider web. No, 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 you so did. So I'm just worried that I do have a spider on me. Right, so it's psychosemantic. No, wouldn't it's it, not. First of all, that's not the word. Wouldn't you um, feel it, though? No, because look at all my hair, right? Yeah, yes. I think that he's found a new home. Like, he's so, like, he's, he's got like all buried pissed, in there. He got all pissed. I evicted him, so he hitched a ride in the back of my truck, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And then so the movie begins. <laughs> Pixar makes a billion dollars out of it. I'm coming with you, friend. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I walked right through it, and it hit me perfectly right in the forehead and wrapped oh. around my head like a headband. See, I don't know if I... But now I'm just wondering if he's in there somewhere. I've never walked into like a full spider web. Oh, I have. I've walked into the strands yeah. and even that freaks me out. Yeah. No, There's nothing worse I than when you're camping like and a spider comes down right above you while you're in your sleeping bag. Yeah. There is something worse. There's than nowhere that. to go. Snake in the toilet's worse than that, I think. 
Or getting eaten by a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Shot would be worse than that. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So you got to talk to Big Ed, huh? Yeah, I Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. And I I never got like on the, the 90 Day Fiance train. My sisters are obsessed People with this show. Are, I realized that after I talked to Big Ed. For and this it. show trends every single week. And Big Ed is this like legendary character on 90 Day Fiance. And I interviewed him for ET Canada and the interview ran last night. I guess the finale happened on, or the episode on Sunday is when Rose uh, left Big Ed. <gasps> How dare she? And he got like all emotional and stuff. She's gone. Her stuff's gone. She's really gone. She said she wanted to leave, but she didn't even say goodbye. I don't know. I'm just upset. Oh, Ed. I failed. Again. 28 years is a long time to be single. And then you find something that you think is real to later find out that it's not. I know that it's over with Rose. So I, I need to try to put my life back together. Oh, right? big Ed. But he, like, listen, man, he, did you, remember when he thought that she had bad breath and so he, like, tried to stealthily give her toothpaste until she had bad breath? Like, I know, the, and, the trickery. And then he didn't want any kids and she wanted kids and he wasn't straight up with her. Like, there's a lot going on in Big Ed, you know, with his part in this breakup. But anyway, so I talked to Big Ed uh, for ET Canada and it was exactly the way you think it would have gone. All right, Ed, it's Roz. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. So sorry about that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> nah, it's everybody's going through the same stuff, man. So, brother, you're from Canada? I am, yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, man, I stream, and there, <laughs> you guys have the nicest, you guys are the nicest streamers. You guys are so <laughs> kind. <laughs> you guys are sweet. I love you guys. I mean That's that. amazing. I mean um, it. My, gotta... my best fans are from Toronto, Ontario, um, all over. You guys are the best. Wow. So there you go. So Big Ed, huge fan. Wow. Huge fan. That is crazy. Okay. Officially now, what is the deal with you and Rose? Okay. So right now we have um, parted ways and, um, we, you know, with a heavy heart. And I'm, uh, um, you know, I headed back to San Diego, um, you know, with the ring. I had bought that ring. I met Rose on um, – on Facebook, fell in love, bought a ring, and uh, uh, TLC found out about it. And uh, next thing you know, I'm on this show. So, um, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Um, we just weren't – we wanted different things. You know, Rose wanted what she wanted, and I wanted what I wanted. And it just didn't – we weren't in alignment. Did he seem nice mm -hmm. when you were talking to him? Yeah, he seems like he's making the best of it. Yeah. Uh, he's got a lot going on. Like, before we jumped on the call, he was on, like, conference calls, and he's, like, sorting stuff out, like, doing big deals. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 a lot yeah, of people yeah. were saying that when they when Jeffrey said that, you know, there's certain people that were on the show for a platform and that maybe they weren't there looking for love, a lot of people were saying that he was talking about you. Yeah. You know, that poor guy, I feel sorry for him as well as baby Lisa and, and Darcy. I mean, they're, you know, I'm actually shocked, you know, at, at, at um, you know, you know, not so much at Joffrey or um, uh, Lisa, but with Darcy, I mean, she should know better that you read stuff online and then she throws that in my face. I'm like, come on, that's just borderline delusional. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you know, some of the things that people say are just so far just detached from reality. It's not even funny. And I don't know, you know, you know, where, you know, Jeffrey, 
you know, Joffrey rather came up with, right. uh, you know, somehow I, I was, I was dancing on pool tables 12 years ago and I had the pictures to prove it in a Nacho Libre costume. Well, today I'm doing about 30 to 40 cameos a day in what? my Nacho Libre costume. It's actually the same costume that I had you know, 12 years ago and now I'm making money. I'm just, I'm having fun yeah, with it. Right. Money making big head from 90 Day Fiance. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Yo, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, good morning, Razamoka. How are you? Not bad, how are you? Good, all right, what's your name? Maher. Okay. So, Maher wrote this to us, Raz. Okay. I have the best answer of who's your favorite between Razamoka. <laughs> okay. Okay, so there's only one answer, really. So okay. I want to know what your answer is and what makes it the best. Okay, I have this theory. Mocha, I love you both. So, Mocha, you are the heart of this show, and Roz, you are the brain of the show. So I got to go with the brain. <laughs> That's it? That's it. <laughs> okay, Short. Cool. cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what makes Mocha the heart of the show? Well, he laughs and he makes, like, um, the show is, like, more enjoyable. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Uh-huh. I don't so, know if you want to go down this road, Okay, okay. so Mocha's the one that makes the show enjoyable? <laughs> okay. What about Ross? When you said he's the brains. And I'm smart enough to yes. just not quite ruin it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you're smart enough to sit there and shut up. Right? <laughs> Is that what you're saying, man? That was the best answer. You're right. <laughs> you guys are the best, man. I, I was, love you both. I was just about to say, like, before we got into the explanation, which I'm glad we did, I was going to say, I don't know if I should feel, if either of us should feel somewhat dissed that we also didn't get what the other person got. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm the heart, then you're saying I'm not smart. And then if you're smart, Ross, no. then are you saying that Ross doesn't That's have the heart? <laughs> That's not what I meant. You guys, you guys are both great, but that's what I, uh, that's what I got from the show. Like I've been listening to you guys for for, for a long time now, and I listen to DJ Karma because he's the best. I listen to um, like every day in the morning, eight o'clock and four o'clock. I thank thanks to DJ Climax. I really love him, and uh, thanks to the, his dedication and the hard work. And also, I love you guys, and you guys, you guys uh, get my day really well. I oh, really dude. enjoy it. Thank you so much. That means a lot, bro. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, Have I, a great day, I guys. wish I had something smart to say right now. <laughs> you said that you should. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Coming off the long weekend, it's time to check in with the mayor of Toronto, John Tory. Yeah, a lot of stuff opening. We're, we're still waiting on the province to uh, make some sort of decision on the rest of the school year today. But uh, there's a lot going on in the city, a lot open in the city. Mayor John Tory, welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. Good morning, you two. How was your weekend? Uh, doing great. How was your long weekend? It was all right. I was working all the days. But, you know, work consisted, say, on uh, Sunday of going down to see the Lakeshore, which was closed, just to see if a lot of people were using it, which they were. And on Saturday, they're going down 
the foot of Bayview Avenue where we'd closed some streets there. And so I was just trying to see if those things were working. And uh, so it was good. It was really good. And I think people with the good weather on Saturday, especially, it was a great day to be a politician because a great days to be politician is a day when people are happy. And so I went to see one of the golf courses that we own that was open. They were happy. I went to the streets that were closed at the foot of Bayview on Saturday. They were happy. The weather was nice. They were happy about that. So it's all good. Would yeah. you say it was a very successful weekend then? I think so. I think, you know, seriously, I mean, when we close down a major street like that and you turn it over to cyclists and pedestrians, you want to make sure, pers- first of all, people are using it, which they were. People of all ages, oh, you name it, they were there. And you also want to make sure that logistically, and we did this fairly quickly, and I think there was there were a couple of oversights on the Saturday, but we fixed them on Sunday so that uh, people could still get around. But uh, I think it was uh, very popular. People told me they loved it, so we'll, we'll look for doing more of that. Uh, so what's go? There's so much to, to everything. There's a lot of stuff reopening today with some heavy rules. And this is phase one. What do you think and what have you heard from uh, uh, are people clamoring to be first in line for phase two? Because there, there's a lot we can do, storefronts and everything else we can go to, but there's still a lot that is not able to to open. What are you hoping is first out of the gate during phase two? What are you looking at hard now? Well, I think phase two will likely contain some beginnings for restaurants and bars, which, of course, a lot of listeners will uh, yeah. be you know, hoping for the local uh, watering hole and the, and the place to go and have a bite to eat, especially in the summer with patios and the weather coming up this week. So, But that's a ways away. I think we may be looking at a month before that comes because the government indicated, and we, all governments, we, we said, look, we were only going to move to phase two, which is a much broader reopening uh, when uh, the numbers justified it. And we still had, I think, 120 new cases or something in Toronto yesterday. So you have to have that number really, really down uh, before you can get there. But today, I don't even think they'll be clamoring to, to get to phase one today. I think you'll see some stores will open. Others won't be ready. There are going to be rules when you go in the stores that only a certain number of people are allowed in the store at once, depending on the size of the store. There'll be lineups that will be all organized as we've been getting used to with the grocery store. So I think it's just the way it's intended, which is gradual reopening, see how it goes, see how the impact is on the transit system and all that sort of thing. And, you know, one step at a time. Meritori, uh, a lot of the big summer festivals, summer gatherings have, have been canceled now. Um, everything from Taste of Danforth to Caravana to the CNE as we lead into September. Uh, what have you heard about TIFF? Because that's pretty much the last one leading into September that we haven't heard about yet. It's funny, you're the first people that have asked me about that and uh, they have submitted to us. I've been in quite a long discussions, uh, quite a long series of discussions with them. They've submitted different models that could, uh, you know, could still have a festival take place subject to, again, uh, rules that make sense. And so, for example, you wouldn't have the kind of um, mob scene premieres, which are, I know, part of the fun of TIFF, but you just can't have that if we're going to be avoiding crowd scenes by not having the taste of the Danforth or not having uh, the Caribbean Carnival, then you can hardly have thousands of people standing in front of the Princess of Wales uh, Theatre. So they have models that contemplate not having that part of it, but having screenings uh, and some exciting other things that they've thought of. So uh, it's now going to the the, the proposals are now in the hands of the Public Health Department to look at it and to see, uh, you know, how that all works. And uh, so I've really got my fingers crossed that that would be a good time, September, and it's a good event uh, to make sure 
that we try to keep on just, and we've been trying to keep them all on, but it just wasn't possible for some of the ones like A Taste of the Danforth, one of my favorites, a million people on the Danforth, shoulder to shoulder, sweaty, you know, I don't need to go into it all. It just, it just was too risky. Uh, same with the CNE. And so um, I'm sorry that those are canceled for this year, but uh, we've, we've, by the way, encouraged the Taste of the Danforth and what was the other one, A Taste of Manila, to look at whether they might want to think about having their event. And I think the Honda Indy as well in September, because I think by September, hopefully, you've got to keep your fingers crossed that things are better. But that's what's happening with TIFF, and uh, stay tuned. Still on TIFF here, is it responsible? Because I know that you can say that you, you can sort of organize it where you don't have the big pens for crowds and everything else. But is it responsible to say still invite George Clooney to Toronto with a some sort of altered premiere with lesser people in attendance, whatever it is, because fans are still going to go and try and look at George Clooney, whether you give them a place to stand or not. But this is why the discussions are going on, because in the end, well, while they put forward some proposals uh, and there were other proposals that didn't involve that kind of thing. So they've got a whole raft of proposals. They wanted our judgment on what was responsible. Right. I mean, you, you can imagine inside the theaters, it's not going to be business as usual either, because you can't just have people sitting, you know, one foot apart or even closer in a theater like that. Uh, so that's what we're taking a look at now. And we're trying to, you know, salvage as much of the TIFF event as possible, but it will be dependent entirely upon or largely entirely upon the uh, safety and health issues as opposed to uh, anything else. So we'll have to see. And then there, the other issue, of course, that TIFF has no control over, nor do we at the city, uh, is the border. I mean, if the border right. is still right. closed by then, or if, or, or if George Clooney had to come, I, I'm, I'm sure he loves Toronto, but if he had to come here in quarantine for two weeks to stay at Maury's place, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he'd say, you know what, guys, see you next year. You know what that is? That's an Academy Award winner right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, better than that. Order of Canada and Academy Award. Uh, uh, Mayor John Tory, real quick before we wrap things up, uh, thank you for your support during the uh, the Hearts and Smiles campaign. We raised over over a million dollars from, you know, right across the country for the T-shirts and the masks. Well, I'm going to get some T-shirts and masks, buy them because they're very good-looking uh, T-shirts, but I just want to thank you uh, and the listeners of KISS92 for, uh, you know, raising, a, I guess, across the way, a million dollars for the health workers. You know, they don't they don't get a lot of recognition other times, but they sure have been now, and so uh, deserved is that recognition for, you know, how all the help they give and making sure they're well looked after. So thank you for uh, looking after these people that are looking after us. It's really great. Mayor John Tory, we'll check in with you in a few days. Thanks very much for joining us Talk again soon. on the Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Bye now. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I went for a long walk yesterday. I had to go pick up my truck. Yeah. You in public? Yeah, I know, right? What? <laughs> Walking? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was either that or take Catherine's bike. <laughs> Bro, why didn't you take the bike? <laughs> well, because I was wearing like skinny jeans and I already have my leather jacket on. Well, the last time you rode a bike? I didn't want to be that guy. Oh, last summer. I just oh, I just okay. get those rent a bikes all the time. Yeah. Do you yeah. wear do you wear your tight pants when you No are No bike, like or when you I throw on shorts? Yeah, I because I think the last time we rode bikes, it was real hot. It was like a forty degree day kind Ooh, of thing when nice. we went riding bikes. So just I don't wear anything like that when it's that hot in the summer, especially on a bike. Yeah. The chafe. Uh, Leather jacket or not? No. Uh, No, I know how to dress appropriately sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like to dress for the occasion. And but I I was I was already dressed and I and I realized that I had to go pick up the truck because I I don't even know what happened. Some sort of thing broke on the wheel axle or something like that. I don't know what it was. Cost me five hundred bucks though. 
Yeah, it's crazy, right? And so I had to go pick it up, and Catherine was supposed to drive me, and then she forgot, and she was out. <laughs> okay. And I walk up, and I was like, "Hey, where are you?" And she's like, "I'm out." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I got to go get the truck." Remember? She's like, "Just take my bike." And in my head, and then I was like, in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, I'll take your bike." And then I look down at myself, and I was like, "I'm not getting on a bike looking like this. I look like a weirdo. Yeah. Right? I look like I stole the bike." Right? Like, that's just what it is. Like, nobody wears what I was wearing yesterday on a bike. It's, yeah. It was so inappropriate. And so I decided to walk, but uh -huh. I still had, like, my leather jacket on and stuff like this. And the first so block bad. I walked was in the shade. Uh -huh. And it was awesome. Yeah, right? yeah a little, little bit of a breeze. Oh, beautiful. Well, it was perfect. It was perfect. And then I hit the sun, and there was just no relief whatsoever. Uh -huh. And I start sweating. Why right? did you take the jacket off? I did take the jacket off. and I, So then I'm the guy walking down the street, okay. the cool guy walking down the street yeah. with skinny jeans and a leather jacket like slung over my shoulder. Holding right? it, so that was going to be my question. Yeah. Do you, were you holding it up with your, with your index finger over yeah. your shoulder? Yeah. Or did you take the sleeves and just tie them around your waist? <laughs> tie them around my waist? Have you ever tried to tie leather? Obviously, no. <laughs> you can't tie just, leather, man. I'm trying to get the visuals. Jeez, you know how much I would sweat out of those arms? <laughs> okay. So you what got are those your things that, that the Kardashians wear? Pants? Oh, looks like a waist trainer. Oh. <laughs> a girdle? <laughs> yes. No, I did not. And also there's zippers on the cuffs, and that oh. would just be like a whole thing. So you're walking down the street with your yeah, jacket over so your shoulder? Yeah, so I'm walking down the street like a cool guy with my jacket over my shoulder, uh -huh. right? And uh, and I realize I'm the only one on the sidewalk not wearing a mask, first of all, <gasps> right? And yeah. I'm the only guy on the sidewalk with a leather jacket. There's a lot of shoulder. people in the city who aren't wearing masks. Yeah, well, not in my neighborhood. Everybody was wearing masks in my neighborhood. Yeah. And, and I realized that I was now the person when I was walking down the street that people would walk around right right yeah, like completely. i didn't have to walk around anybody because people walked around me and i didn't realize that at first because yeah. it's just like tight sidewalks right people were walking around me and then i was just like oh my god what's going on here it's weird because down by the water no one's wearing masks really huh like yeah i was down by the water so with my weird. dog yesterday literally nobody not one person not one that's crazy to and me. yesterday they had to make like two announcements advising people in the city like y'all should be wearing masks yeah but so what about your neighborhood no masks uh like, if you see people walking their dog, mask or no mask? It's a mix. It's a mix. Yeah, yeah. some people are. Do you mask up when you walk the dog? Uh, when I walk the dog, no. No. And I haven't been out-out. Nothing else. Oh. I haven't gone yeah. into, like, a grocery store or anything. Like, when my wife goes out, she's all yeah. mask and gloves. Do you mask up when you walk the dog more? Uh, I mask up when I go grocery and everything, but not when I walk the dog, just because I'm not around people. Right. So it's like I stay far away Does purposely. Matthew mask up? Matthew wears a mask because he's asthmatic, so he's really being extra careful. Right. But what I was going to say to you is yesterday we walked by the Unleashed Dog Park because it's now open again. Yeah. We didn't go in, but we walked by just to sort of see the dogs. Yeah. And I saw somebody shake somebody else's hand. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was the craziest thing. Yeah, the Unleashed Dog Park in close to where we live when I drove by the other day yeah. everybody in there they were all wearing masks really, actually yeah? except for one person it's crazy it's so different in so many different places yeah. also Unleashed Dog Part is such a great name for a, like a club <laughs> so true <laughs> love the jacket around your waist yeah, shut that. up this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast hey did you see that video with Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox it's so like so Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox, Brian Austin Green earlier this week announces that he and Megan Fox are splitting up. Finally, she's filed for divorce a couple times and they were on and off, but they have like three kids together. And then the rumor was that she was seeing Machine Gun Kelly 
And then he says, I know that they're friends and she's been honest with me and I don't think anything's happening right now. And then, but the story was they met on set and I'm like, what set did they meet on? And so she's in the new Machine Gun Kelly video. So is this what they mean? What he meant yes. by they met on set? Yes. So was this video shot prior to the lockdown? I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I, I don't think she's been dipping out of her home where she lives, sleeps. With three kids. With her kids, yeah. eats everything. Yeah. To go hook up with Machine Gun Kelly. So she place. was... Um, and the video is like one of those videos where they're pretending to be like boyfriend, girlfriend, where they're in bed together. And then she's like mussing his hair and all the stuff that I could not tolerate if I ever, if I ever dated an actor. Right. I couldn't do that stuff. And we've talked about this on the show before. I know, the bathtub and I know it's all acting and everything else, but I couldn't, I couldn't have somebody that I love, even on film, go and make out with somebody. Right. It just wouldn't be right. Like it would just drive me crazy. I think she was like a Brian. Bra and underwear in one yeah, scene. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I, I, like, I'm not wired Dancing for that. around the house. I'm not wired for that. That's why, no, Maury, shut up. No, no. Anyway, so here's the Machine Gun Kelly song. Do you like just this? I flight. I can't stay forever. Let's play pretend. And treat this night like it'll happen again. You'll be my bloody valentine. It sounds like... Blink-182, Sum-41, like that early 2000s kind of pop punk music. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's interesting, too, with Machine Gun Kelly because, you know, he's... Made a ton of news. Rapper, though. He's a straight-up rapper. He made a ton of news. He had the big feud with Eminem. He did the Motley Crue movie on Netflix. Got real popular. Paparazzi started chasing him around. And, you know, now it just seems like he's like, I just need a pop song. It sounds like the killer's Mr. Brightside, almost to a T. No. I don't think so. No. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's, different. It's, yeah. it's, no, I hear what you're saying, Maury, about that. Just that there's a one little part that does sort of sound like, but he's very much influenced, you can tell, by Blink-182. All those other All those other bands. But Megan Fox in the video, and then she's just like dancing around, and then she starts singing, and she's in her underpants, and he's got his shirt off, and then it's like a real sexy video, it really is, right? Yeah. Like, it's a real sexy video. Like it, even, And she's really great in the video, too. But again, like if I'm Brian Austin Green, even though I'm an actor, I can't say I'm proud of her for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I would, like if she came home... I'd be like, how's your day? She's like, oh, great, we did this. And you want to see uh, like a clip of the video? I got a little bit on my phone. I got him to send it over. I think you really like it. I would like, I would have to go for a walk after that. Like, you know, like I'm just, I'm not wired for that. Like, I just can't deal. I can't deal with that. But I like the song. Do yeah, you like the I song? Think- it's okay, right? I don't. I don't mind it. Yeah, I'm still, fine. I still have to get over the fact that it's uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Because I still have in my head Machine Gun Kelly, the hip hop artist. And also with this, I think that we we have to go back to something that we've done with songs before where we're sort of on the fence with it. And that is the question. Would you care at all or listen to this song twice if it were not from Machine Gun Kelly? No. No. Absolutely not. Right. Okay. But people are watching the video like crazy. It's trending number two right now on YouTube. 2.5 million views already. Yeah. yeah. But that's the uh, new Machine Gun Kelly. It's called Bloody Valentine. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
Homegrown talent, YouTube star turned late night talk show host, which by the way, her show got picked up for a second season on NBC. Last year, Forbes named her one of the 40 most powerful people in comedy. She's quarantined at home right now. Lily Singh, welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. How are you? Good. I'm 100% sleeping. <laughs> oh, well, we're sorry for waking you. It's all good. Anything for you guys. Anything for you guys. Where, where, where are you quarantining? Uh, who are you quarantining with? What's going on? Yeah, I'm with my friends from back home. I'm actually in L.A. right now. And how have things been going for you for the past, like, let's say 10 weeks now that everyone's been in lockdown? I mean, listen, I feel really grateful and fortunate. I think um, this is a challenging time. I'm grateful to be healthy and, and safe. And I know it's a challenging time for everyone. I've been cooking a lot. I've been eating like 30 cookies a day. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> now, when you are kind of like in isolation or forced to be at home for as long as it has been, do you get a little bit more creative? Do you get more ideas for uh, future things that maybe you want to do on your show or future things that you may want to record for YouTube or anything like that? Yeah, I think one of the cool silver linings is that to get cool creative ideas, you almost need to have nothing in your brain. I always have the best ideas when my brain is empty and there's actually room for things to flow. Usually in life, my schedule is so busy that I'm going from thing to thing to thing that I don't have that, that room to have creative ideas. And so that, that's been a beautiful silver lining of this time. Have I been executing those things? No. I've been wearing sweatpants and, and feeling uncertain and scared about the world. But I am having the ideas and at least writing them down. When did you find out that you were getting picked up for season two and how long did you have to hold on to that information uh, before you were allowed to tell fans? Oh, good question. Um, so I actually found out when we wrapped season one in December, I had a feeling because I had some, you know, hints dropped from NBC, but I found out about three, four, five months, actually five months ago. Wow. Wow. Um, and we were going to announce it way, yeah, we were going to announce it way earlier. But this was right when quarantine hit, and we thought, no, this is not what people want to hear right now. This is not appropriate. So we held off on the news. I actually kept a secret for a while. That's, now, God, that's a long do time, that. five, six months. Now, was there anybody mm -hmm. in your life that you were able to trust with that information? Was anyone privy to the fact that you got picked up for season two before you were actually allowed to say it publicly? Honestly, just my team. I I'm pretty good at not revealing these things to anyone personal in my life. One, because they always tell people. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, not even your folks, huh? Like I want... Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely not. I already know that would be a Facebook status within, like, a, like within an hour. I already know that would be out. And not only would it be out, it, was, it would be misinformation. Like, anytime I tell my, my parents anything, my dad is like... Oh, she's not just making a cameo in the movie. She's directing the movie. Like, he confuses those things very much. Um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I'm so proud of my daughter. She's now the head of NBC. <laughs> yes, exactly. For years, I was the owner of YouTube. So right. I like, I've learned my life. I had no idea that the schedule for your show was you guys did 90 episodes in, like, the span of three months. How is that even possible? It's not. That's a great question. It should not be. It is not. <laughs> um, it is really difficult. I think, you know, a, a lot of people, what they don't realize is I didn't shoot nightly like another, a lot of other hosts do. Yeah. Um, which is why a lot, my show didn't even address the pandemic <laughs> when it was happening because those episodes were shot out last year. But it was tough, man. It's two to three episodes a day. 
um, not only is it physically and mentally challenging, but I lose my voice every single day. Do you want to be able to sort of be more current and be able to do stuff, you know, kind of like what everybody else in, in, in late night does where you can talk about the things daily? Do you wish you had that ability? I really do. I do think I want a mix of being topical. I do also really believe in the power of evergreen content. That's just like, no matter what day, what time, you're watching something that's relatable and funny and feel good. But I do believe in a mix of topicality as well. Of course, I would love that. It's just a puzzle in terms of schedule and budget and budget and budget and then budget but even like (laughs) yeah that's expensive yeah no but even just like as a as a performer or just as a creative like there had to have been days where you're sitting around and you just see something going on you're like oh my god i have an hour of material on this give me a stage now absolutely or even the opposite of that where there was days when i thought i could use 10 more hours to perfect this, but I can't because I have to shoot three, three shows today. So I think for me as a creative, the hardest part of the show was understanding that no matter what the show has to go on. Well, Lily Singh, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to, to join us on the Raw Zamoga show. Congratulations again on uh, season two, a little late with Lily Singh. And before we let you go, um, we know there's no basketball. We did not get to see a playoff run uh, with the Raptors. How are you okay? What are your feelings as a super fan on possibly seeing the season play out without fans in attendance? Well, first of all, let me just say that NBA champs two years in a row, hey, <laughs> Still defending, girl. Still defending. Listen, I, I, I'm super bummed about about the season, but I also think that you know the priority is everyone's safety. If you have to do without fans, I, I just I just love the sport, and I love the sport for the players as well. So I think whatever decisions are made for people's safety, I fully fully support. Mostly because, like I said, champs for two years in a row. That's yeah. a mess. <laughs> and I'm, I'm ride or die rappers all day, every day. Oh, so hell yeah. Friend. Hey, Lily, if you're out in L.A. and you're a diehard Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors fan and with the kind of circle that you run with, prior to the mm-hmm. lockdown, did you ever, like, run into or have any type of meeting with uh, Kawhi Leonard? Do you see him anywhere? I have not, but I will tell you something I'm notorious for doing, and I'm so shamelessly, if I meet anyone who picks on me for being a Toronto fan, as people often do in L.A., nothing new. This actually happened with, I met with some of the Apple, uh, you know, higher-ups, and they were expressing how they're Golden State fans. I was like, oh, cute, cute, cute. I will buy them Raptors jerseys and have them shipped to them. Oh, my God, you're so petty. I love it. (laughs) Yes, I I would be like, oh, you're not a Raptors fan? Guess what? You are now. Here is this very expensive custom jersey. Oh, my God. I know you will wear eventually. I love it. That is the best. I love my home. I love my city. I will do anything for it, and that's never going to change. Ah, yeah! Lily Singh, everybody! Thank you so much! (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. It's Razamoka. Hi. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. So, so you got some like real problems, huh? Oh. <laughs> I know. See? Okay, so Rachel, you ordered this. Razamoka fixed my life. My husband and I are renovating our kitchen. Yes, in spite of COVID shutting everything down. And we're battling with what type of flooring would be best to use in the kitchen. I am voting for engineered hardwood, and he's on the fence between vinyl or tile. I know this is not your typical FML as there's no gut-wrenching obstacle I'm facing, but this is a dilemma and any advice or help uh, could provide to be great. Thank you so much for that, first of all. 
so, I think this is like the perfect FML because it's something that Roz you're going through or you went through recently with the renovation mm, at your cottage. Yeah, and I've gone through this before too. It's picking stuff. What is the sort of layout of your place? Is the kitchen separate or is the kitchen kind of like open concept and bleeds into the living room and family area or whatever? So it's like it's a very small house, but it's going to be a galley kitchen, which uh -huh. I guess is like on one wall. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it bleeds more into the bathroom. And we have, we have like a white tile in there. Is there a definitive break between the kitchen and the rest of the, the sort of living area? Or is your kitchen sort of one wall of the living area? Like when you so say when, when plan, you say like, when you say galley kitchen, are we talking about like a where it's counters on both sides and two walls in the kitchen, or a galley kitchen? Are you talking just kitchen cabinets on one wall, and then the rest of it is just open to the rest of the living area? So yes, so your second that you said, except right. there is a wall that does break for our living room. But if I'm thinking, if I put engineered hardwood in the kitchen, I can do the entire house that to match. Yeah. If, if you're not if you're not dealing with a huge space, I would most likely um, most likely do hardwood. That's what I did in my place. I just did the same flooring all throughout. Hardwood is nice. Yeah, um, and even even the engineered stuff. The engineered stuff. I mean, and, and don't even think that it's like it's super cheap because if you go and get good engineered flooring, it's just as expensive as you know some cheaper you know actual hardwood. Yeah, um, but right. especially if you're putting it in the kitchen where. Uh, you know, you have to think about if you drop a plate or if you, you know, right. reach in the fridge to get something, you drop like a jar of whatever. Yeah. Um, it's got to be uh, strong enough to sustain uh, an impact like that. And you want to get you want to get a good company. You want to get a good flooring that is really, really water um, resistant because if well, you get nice cute dogs, too. Yeah, that, that's fine. And what's what floors are, are do you live in a condo or do you live in a house? We live in a house. You live in a house. And so you just have like a regular plywood subfloor underneath your floors? Yeah. Yeah. See, because for me, my thing is this: is that I don't like the feeling of when you put down plank flooring where you put it on like the padded sort of subfloor, mm -hmm. the padding underneath right. it. I don't like a squishy floor. I don't like the floor to move at all. <laughs> so, so when it comes to even just laying planks of engineered flooring, I like to glue it. That's how I prefer it. Right. I, I like to. I like to. Even though you're not supposed to, and a lot of flooring isn't designed to be glued down, I like to glue it because I don't like the feeling of squishy floors. Hey, Rachel, what kind of dogs do you have? Uh, I have chihuahuas. <laughs> and do you have hardwood anywhere else in the house? Uh, so we have laminate, and we cheaped out, and it, it's garbage. Because the one thing I will say about hardwood, yes, because we have a golden retriever, if they're, like, running around or whatever, acting nuts, mm -hmm. your hardwood will scratch. Oh, you have actual wood. Right. Right? And right. in, in places that we've had hardwood, like as soon as you get that first ding, oh man, you get ready for it. Yeah, right. don't do real wood. Uh, okay. Don't don't do real okay. wood at so all. So what I was gonna say is, yeah. uh, in a rental that we did in our last home, we did like porcelain tile, and it looks like hardwood, mm -hmm. right? right? It's a little pricier. It's a little pricier, but if it's like kind of like the look that you are wanting to go for, and it's way easier to clean too. Okay. We had that in our kitchen. Okay, so but okay, but this is someone not helpful because I think Roz is saying engineered hardwood and you're saying a tile that looks like wood. No, okay, my, my vote is for this. My vote is for this. If you're dealing with a small space, do the same flooring uh, all over it. Okay. That's that's okay. that's my now whether you want to tile the whole floor, I don't know. Uh, but I wouldn't okay. in a I wouldn't in a very small space like that, um, especially if you don't have absolute defining walls. 
Um, I wouldn't right. I wouldn't combine two different flooring types in the, the sort of middle of a, of a room that you just walk through. Okay, and like, that's, that was kind of my thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in a bathroom it's fine because you you know you have a door and you can put it's it's yeah, fine, right? There. Yeah, but I wouldn't do right. it if there's if there's no clear doorway separation. Um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't change up the floor. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that helps. I hope so. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome, Rachel. What, what are your What are your Chihuahua's names? Milo and Mia, they're, they're M&M. <laughs> oh, that's super cute. <laughs> it's like Maury and Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, Rachel. Thank you, too. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Aha. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha Show and KISS 92.5 News Break. Hey, they're rebooting Scarface. And it's no! uh, I, well, listen, Scarface, as we know, is already a reboot. Okay, so let's not say <sighs> oh, don't reboot you. Scarface. Scarface is already a reboot. <sighs> um, but let me run this by you here. So the Coen brothers are apparently the ones writing it. Yeah. And it's going to be directed by Luca Gognanino, who is the guy who did Call Me By Your Name. Okay. With Army Hammer and. Yeah. No word yet on who's going to star. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's name was being thrown around a lot yesterday, but absolutely nothing definitive on no. that. My favorite tweet was that if they remake Scarface, they should cast Timothy Chalamet as Tony Montana. And when he says, say hello to my little friend, all he does is point at his tiny mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this idea at all. Don't, don't touch my scarf like it. It's going to be set in Los Angeles as well. That's what we know. I'm going to read a story right now. Maury's immediately going to start sweating. Okay. So the Canada Revenue Agency is planning new measures to check up on Canadians who are receiving the emergency fund benefit during COVID-19 that don't need it. <gasps> did you get a check? Oh my God, did Maury get a check? The fact is, yes, we know. Some Canadians are claiming the Canada Emergency Be uh, Response Benefit, the CERB, even though they were not eligible. Fraud rates for this $35 billion program could be higher uh, than for most federal programs and could reach 3%. <gasps> Canadians who are dishonest in their CERB uh, applications may not face any special consequences for lying. Oh, oh, thank However, God. CRA officials said their primary line of defense will be to simply claw back the money. Don't look at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Canada Revenue Agency is still finalizing plans to get details on how much employees were paid on a monthly basis during COVID-19. Normally, uh, Canada Revenue Agency goes to employers and gets the total for the year of how much people made. But now they're going to be tracking it monthly to find out if those people who applied actually were still you getting paid apply, from you? their Please employer apply. from their employer during those months. You didn't apply, did you? Maury, don't you didn't apply, <laughs> did you? No, I didn't apply. Are you sure? Well Mocha wants me to say I didn't apply. No. Did Be you, honest. Did you get that check? Did you get the C E R B check? I didn't get the check. Did the, sorry, did you get the direct deposit? I did not get the direct deposit. Okay. Yet? No, it came like within days. You, no, you, I'm you asking already, Maury. You would be on like three, you'd be like four grand in right now. Yeah, no, which I'm not. Okay. Are you sure? I'm a, no, I'm not. Oh, you're no, not in, sure. You're not sure. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm in the red. But uh, did you spend all your CERB money? No, I never got it. Okay. But did you apply? 
I looked into it. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I knew we'd get there some way or another. Uh, you just cheated. cheated everything, huh? Everything he cheats Every at. single thing. We, we asked Maury yesterday. We did 30 seconds or less yesterday. And the, the, the question was, can you snap your fingers 101 times in 30 seconds or less? And Maury cheated at that. Yeah. No, look, I can do it. He started making the noise with his mouth. What you doing right now? Uh, Disney's Frozen has become Broadway's first long-running coronavirus casualty. So uh, Frozen on Broadway will be closing its doors forever. Oh, no. Uh, that's unfortunate. Oh, I and, thought it was um, just postponed. No. <gasps> oh, and, man, um, and uh in Germany, they're going to be reopening movie theaters. They're allowed to reopen movie theaters. However, of the 346 uh, movie screens as of 2019, only a small portion of theaters are going to be reopening because the conditions to reopen, and we can look at places like Germany to sort of figure out how it is going to look when we are then allowed to open things up. Because as it is right now, the stipulation is cinemas can open, but they can only open have a occupancy rate of 25 to 30%. I wonder if they've removed seats then. So I don't theaters. Yeah, so I don't know how they're going to do it. You have to wear a mask when you go in. The yeah. bars are going to be closed. I believe concession is still closed. Um, but 25 oh. to 30%, that is terrible news for actual studios because who wants to release movies? when the max capacity for profitability on a major film is only 25 to 30% of what you could expect. And then you're not even factoring competition of multiple movies opening on same weekend, so on and so forth. So, and as a moviegoer, like what's the incentive for me to go to a theater when I can't get a drink and a, and a snack? Yeah, well, you can, they give you a drink when you go in, but yeah. I think that it's like the, the whole idea of concession is now changed. I don't know whether it's going to be delivery to your seat, oh, like some gotcha, theaters gotcha, do, gotcha, gotcha, but there's gotcha. no more, like there's no lining up anywhere. There's no, all that is gone Yo, if now. I can bring my own snacks? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we Game go. Game changer. I used to bring a six-pack of Mike's Hard every time I went to a movie. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I had six Mike's Hard Lemonade when I watched that. Um, Yo, your stomach doesn't hurt after uh, that, bro, though? No, it's just, like it's just, so acidic. No, it's just from having the pee. I drank I drank six Mike's Hard Lemonade when I went to see Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you still didn't vote for Pedro. Uh, Brian Austin Green. Who? First of all, who knew that Brian Austin Green had a podcast? Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. But uh, he and Megan Fox split up, and he went on the podcast to talk about it. And they've sort of been like Wait, rocky for a while. So they've been together 15 years. They've been married for 10. Damn. They got three young kids. And he tweeted out the other day. Let me read you this. So this is what he wrote the other day on social media. Okay. Eventually, butterflies get bored sitting on a flower for too long. They start feeling smothered. It's a great big world, and they want to experience it. So is that him yeah. saying that Megan Fox got bored? Or is he... He's not talking about himself. No, listen, he's not going to say I'm the butterfly. I don't know, I, man. No. Because uh, the, the, the story is that she's with Machine Gun Kelly now. What? Right? So here, play clip no. number one of Brian Austin Green talking about the breakup. Um, I want people to really understand what's going on. Neither one of us did anything to each other. Um, she's always been honest with me. I've always been honest with her. We've had an amazing, an amazing relationship. And I will, I will always love her. And I know she'll always love me. And I know... I know that like as far as a family, like what we've built is really, 
is really cool and it's really special. Hmm. Uh, and apparently they've been self-isolating separately in two, in two different places. And then, hmm. yeah, the story that she was, uh, she met Machine Gun Kelly on set somewhere and there was pictures uh, over the weekend of the two of them together in a car. So this is really? uh, Brian Austin Green on that relationship. You know, I've, Megan and I have talked about him and, and they're, they're friends at this point and I trust her judgment. She's always had really good judgment. And I, I don't, I don't want people to think that her or he are villains or, or I was, uh, I was a victim in any way with any of this because, because I wasn't. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Just putting it all out there, huh? Yeah. Sounds, like they, he, sounds like they had an open relationship to me. Do you think he told her, Hey, I'm going to tell this story on the podcast uh, prior to? Do you think she told him, hey, I'm going to go grab coffee with Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> she probably said, I'm going to go grab coffee, but not you know what I mean? with Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah, right? Damn. That's tough. Three kids, too. And they're young. I think they're, they're, their youngest is like three or something like yeah. that. That's tough. But, but the, she filed for divorce like a couple of years ago That's when she I was thought pregnant. That they, I thought that they split she, up already. She was pregnant, when I believe, when, they, when she filed for divorce. And then they got back together. But it's sort of been this way for, hmm. for a while with them. So is this at all surprising? No, I don't, I don't think it's, uh, it's overly surprising. Uh, Takashi 6 9 oh! I'll tell it, tell it, boom! Ride, don't break, ride, leave it to the double thick thighs, twin sisters. Drop it down and wobble, wobble up, mommy boot it up, she get down and gobble, gobble up, put my money up, slide, slide, it's a belly trucker, it's a rape trucker. <laughs> you look like okay. you need an Advil. <laughs> I just can't. Um... Uh. So anybody who doesn't know what that Takashi 6 9 is, I'm not going to go into explain it to you. That's the song uh, Gooba, by the way. Yeah, and he's very upset because Gooba's not number one. Uh, so Takashi 6 9 is out of the joint, back on the charts, and very upset and is now claiming that Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande bought, bought, purchased, bought their way to number one on Billboard. I want the world to know that Billboard is a lie. You can buy number ones on Billboard. I want that to register in your head. Now, let me tell you what happened. Last Thursday, Ariana was stuck with you, submitted 60,000 units last second. With the investigation, we found this. They purchased half of those things with six credit cards. When we asked where were those six credit cards linked to, Billboard said we can't disclose that information. Billboard doesn't want no one to know this. Now I understand why Jay-Z and Nicki Minaj say Billboard, like we used to look up to number one. I mean, to Billboard. But now it's like we know you can, it's all manipulated, right? And it's not fair. I want you to see. Settle down. Gooba streamed. Oh, yeah, he gets into his streams. 50 million streams. And, And this is what they're counting only. 50 million streams, right? They only counted 31 million. Okay. Billboard illegally disqualified 20 million streams uh-huh. so it can drop down and yeah. the people who bought the number one, which was stuck with you, can go to number one. Man, this okay. guy just loves snitching, so, huh? Oh, now you're just God. snitching on everybody. Okay, my investigation. So... God. What are Ariana and okay. Bieber do to you, so, Takashi? Well, so, but do you, 
this is the thing, though. Do you remember all those videos? And we played them all not that long ago when Bieber was just like begging his fans to break rules. Oh, yeah. So we could get his song to number one, buy the song and delete it, use your parents' accounts, use your parents' credit card, like all that stuff, right? So it's not out of the world of possibility. But Ariana Grande uh, responded with this. My fans bought the song. Justin's fans bought the song. Our fans bought the song. She goes on to say, to anybody that is displeased with their placement, Ooh. On the charts this week, Ooh. or who is spending their time racking their brain, thinking of the many ways as they can discredit a hardworking, uh, hardworking women brackets, and only the women for some reason because it is Justin's song as well. I ask you to take a moment to humble yourself, Ooh. and then Scooter Braun jumped in after Bieber did and said, uh, "You never have to stand alone. Let's just be clear: only domestic streams are counted on for on a domestic chart. If someone is counting their total global streams, they're." not counting correctly. Also, we disclose our sales at the end of the week. That's called strategy. And then so Takashi responded with this. Video to address Ariana. I don't (laughs) want you to think that I'm coming at you. Not saying that you're not talented. Not saying Uh that you can't sing. You're a beautiful singer. You just don't understand my pain. My frustration is from Billboard. I speak for the millions of kids that come from nothing, right? I want you to understand that I come from a different, different background than you, right? My mom used to collect cans, right? On the street. I used to bust tables, be a dishwasher. Okay, so. But what does that have to do with your streaming numbers? (laughs) Listen, I don't know, okay? Okay. I don't know. He's very upset, though. Six credit cards. Just to remind everybody, (laughs) this is the song that he's upset over. I tell it, tell it, I don't know what time it is, but I know it's too early for that. <laughs> it could be. I'll tell you right now, it could be 11 p.m. It's too early for that. <laughs> they did a poll on the most common nightmares, like the sort of reoccurring <sighs> themes within nightmares. And I don't remember my dream, so I can't take oh my part God. in this, I, this conversation. All the time. All the time. Okay, so... Um, is okay. cheating on there? Yeah, being left by your significant other is actually number 10 on the list. I've never had that happen to me in, in a in dream. In a dream? No? Yeah, never. Interesting, yeah. It's number 10 on the list. Uh, number 9 is you are dying. Yes. Uh, number 8 is being visited by a deceased loved one or a ghost. Yes. Number seven is someone you love is dying. Yes. Number six is you wake up late. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Number five. Any ideas on the top five, gentlemen? Falling off a cliff. Oh, is drowning on there? Drowning is not. Falling is number two. Number five is uh, being lost or trapped somewhere. Yeah. Running late for something. Oh, what about flying? Uh, no, flying, that's not a, that's a nightmare. What, are, what about the walls come alive and yell at you? That one I get no. all the time. Uh, well, being attacked is number three. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Uh, falling is number two. And with yeah. 40%, the number one thing that reoccurs in nightmares, 40% is being chased. Oh, absolutely. Wait, do you Where's, really? You get that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where's cheating? I, I often dream of my husband with another man. Well, being left by your significant other was number 10. Oh, I missed that. Yes, yes, yes. I said it right at the very beginning of this. At the very beginning, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah, at the very, like, all the time. Is that the only thing you dream about is your husband leaving you and cheating on you? More often than not. Really? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm but, serious. Well, but, but why does he cheat on you in your dreams? Oh, because it's a much hotter guy. Oh. <laughs> 
Really? That's the only reason? <laughs> just, oh, God. It's not like he discovered, like, your private browsing uh, history or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. No, because... Or he found, like, DMs just, on your phone. It's just superficial. He found somebody and it's always hotter. the same thing. Like, I walk in the room, and he looks at me, goes, nothing to worry about here. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that is a nightmare. Damn. <laughs> looks like Grimes' mom is uh, publicly slamming Elon Musk. Um, so... Elon had tweeted, uh, take the red pill, which is in reference oh to people who change their political ideologies from liberal to conservative or classic liberal or whatever it is. Red pilled is the term used and it's been uh, associated with men's rights activists. And so he wrote, take the red pill. And then Grimes' mom wrote, if your partner went through a challenging pregnancy and childbirth in the last two weeks and you're over 16 years old, <laughs> would you be blaring men's rights activist BS on Twitter right now? And then, so in reference to red pill, Ivanka Trump tweeted taken to which um, one of the Matrix directors who of course the red pill red pill blue pill that's where it all started uh, just simply wrote F you both oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Grimes mom not happy also a lot of people want Elon Musk arrested because he opened up the Tesla factory uh, in California when there is still uh shutdowns you're not supposed to be oh, doing wow. that so he's sort of thumbing his nose at all the rules and then the kid and the emergency c-section and the dumb name and so grimes mom not happy with no. elon musk he should be uh blaring uh takashi 69 your eyes doing that twitchy thing again <laughs> uh, don't push me my friends. Don't push me. Uh, Doug Ford yesterday went full thug Ford. Uh, and rightfully so, when talking about the landlords who are not happy or not willing to help out with tenants who are having difficulty paying uh, loans for their businesses. And uh, this is uh, Doug Ford yesterday. You know, I, I, uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to avoid bringing down the hammer on, the, on these landlords. I, I want to make sure people work things out. Well, a message to all these uh, landlords. Um, don't force my hand. Ooh. Don't force my hand. Work things out because I'm, I'm trying to compromise here. We're giving you 75% of what you're asking for. And like I said last week, nothing drives me more crazy than greedy landlords oh. taking advantage of people and small business owners that are just trying to keep their head above water. So let's see what happens when the federal government uh, rolls this out next week. Let's see how the landlords uh, react. But uh, again, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be fair, but... Uh, don't don't push me. These big landlords want to take advantage of small little companies and people that are struggling. I'm going to come me. down on them like they've never seen before. <laughs> Cooperate. It's not going to be forever. It's going to be for a few months. Help people out. You have an obligation to do that as a landlord. Oh, listen, you don't no. want to mess with Doug Ford. No, I like the way that he I. I, I like the way that he, he talked like that. He's just so blunt. I like that about him. But I really calm. do. Yeah, no, I really do. I like I like it. You picked up a huge W with that one, yes. School's close to the rest of the year. Yesterday was a real hard day for kids. Yeah. And so if you are a parent right now and you got a kid, try and lighten things up today. Maybe dial back on the Zoom school calls or something like that or just give them something Let fun Let them watch Netflix all day. Yeah, yesterday was tough.
it yeah. was it was really hard just because there was so much over the last couple of months of you know dates that were thrown out there of possible return days for school and then they came and went and got pushed and so kids were really anticipating at some point going back yeah. But there's going to be no more school this year, and it's really, it, it's tough. There's a lot of kids that had a bad day yesterday. So for all of you out there, we hear you, man. It's tough. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Savita, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. All right, so today's uh, Ask Roz and Mocha question from you is what? Which is the best sitcom from the 90s? Oh. oh, man. Let's see. Well, first of all, what, in your opinion, is the best sitcom from the 90s? Okay, well, is The Simpsons considered a sitcom? Yeah. Okay. So between Friends and The Simpsons. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there. Um, I think that if you're going to say the best sitcom from the 90s, it has to be a show that started either very close to the 90s and ended very close to the 90s. Like if, if a show stopped, you know, debuted in 93 and finished in 2000, I would still consider that to be a 90s sitcom. I don't consider The Simpsons to be a 90s sitcom. Is it because it's still going? No, because I think that most of The Simpsons, uh, I think that you could argue that most of their greatest years have come post-90s. So you can't say that one, True. Savita. So I guess okay, your answer then, then is Friends, right? Yes, but I also have Fresh Prince, which I can't decide. Oh, okay. So my answer... Well, those are my top two, I guess. Yeah, yeah my answer is definitely going to be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? Yeah. I know that there were a ton of, you know, other classics from the 90s, but when I think of sitcoms from that era... Fresh Prince is the first one that pops into my mind. But what's the best, though? That's the question, is what's the best sitcom? Not not what was your favorite sitcom from the 90s. What was the best sitcom Seinfeld from the 90s? Seinfeld has to be everyone's number one. Seinfeld has to be number one. See, I would still choose Fresh Prince over Seinfeld. Really? Any day, but yeah. In, 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 like, in what categories, though, was, was Fresh Prince a superior sitcom? I just like the comedy better. No, but like, Russ said not what Seinfeld. you like, what really is the best. Well, for me, the best is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because, I mean, Seinfeld still airs on many networks but today. But there's rules to this, though. Like, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, there's rules of what is, you know superior to something else where you're ta- you can have your own personal taste but when uh-huh. it comes down to it you know a house made of brick is going to be better than a house made of paper right like you you may prefer the house made of paper it may be cool maybe your style you like a nice draft but it's not a better house <laughs> right like Seinfeld okay, was, so Seinfeld then what's was the criteria a, what's the criteria well what's the better show What's the better sitcom? I still say Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow. See, because yeah. Seinfeld won more awards. Seinfeld had more accolades. Yeah, I would. I don't think that you can say anything other than Seinfeld. I really don't. Not it, even not even Friends. It would be Seinfeld, then Friends, and then whatever else. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, Frasier. I, I, don't, I would put I don't know. In there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's difficult because... Number for to me, number one is a lock, which is which is Seinfeld. It's just legendary and everything that's it it influenced so many things. Even today, it's you still quote Seinfeld. Um number two, I don't know if if it's a lock that it's friends. I don't know if number I don't know what if would friends be about is, friends. Jeez. Like Martin? Would you no, consider Martin? No. Saved by show. the Bell? No, not No, but Saved, saved by, by the, the Bell, didn't well, that, that originate in the 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Seinfeld debuted in 89, but that's it, it had its big run in the in the 90s. Uh, same thing with Family Matters was 89. 
Um, Full House was 87 to 95. I, I think that I really do think that you could make the argument based on popularity ratings, what people may consider to be great, because not necessarily like, again, I may not think it's great, but if you put all the sort of factors into a show, I think that you could make the argument that home improvement would even be above friends. Ooh, wait, was Melrose Place a 90s? That's not a sitcom, though. Home Improvement. Um, you know I, didn't, I, mean? I didn't get into Home Improvement until like way late. Yeah, in that but, but I'm just saying you could you could make the argument that Home Improvement was above Friends because oh. I think that Friends had some lean years. Uh huh. Um, but you know what are you gonna what are Roseanne? you Roseanne? Roseanne. Well, that was see the Roseanne. I feel had its major years in the. Oh, it was 1988. Yeah, Roseanne, I guess you could say it was a 90s sitcom. You could make the argument for Roseanne. Absolutely, you could make the argument for Roseanne. Could you make the argument for uh, Married with Children? Oh, wow. That was, did, late, that was late 80s. Late, that was like 87 yeah. to the mid-90s. See, I think that Married with Children's best years, though, would have been in the 80s. Okay. I think that those first three so years... Nothing, of, after, like when they wrapped up in '97. Yeah, like even Mad About You. God, Mad About oh. You was good too, though. I never got into that one. No. When did that? No. Was that '90? '92 to '99. Okay. Yeah. Look, what about Frasier? Um, Frasier as well, but Frasier came after Cheers, right? It was a spinoff. So when was Frasier? '93 to 2004. Yeah, Frasier. I liked Frasier more than I liked Friends. I'll tell you that. Really? Because yeah. the producer's name was Roz? No, I just thought it was a better show because I really liked the Niles character. I liked that they took this character of Frasier, who was the, the the sort of stuck up, you know, neurotic know-it-all jerk from Cheers, and they made him sort of likable and relatable by giving him his brother, who was exactly what Frasier was instead of going opposite. Like you would think that they would have gone opposite for the brothers, but sure. they just took the Frasier character and cranked it up to like a hundred and then you got <laughs> Niles, but then you got the dad, right? And he I was loved, the He was the sort of that yeah, common factor. I really love the dad character and the whole thing with, you know, they lived in this beautiful condo and he still had that ugly old chair. The chair, the, with the, the armchair, with the, yeah. yeah. The armchair with the duct tape on it. I, I think that you can make the argument for, uh, for Frasier, absolutely. Absolutely, I think so you can. So can we all agree that Seinfeld's number one? You guys can. Yes. No problem. Yeah, we can all agree on that. You guys can. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, it's not, it wasn't network, but it was definitely a sitcom, which was the Larry Sanders show on HBO. That was all throughout the 90s, which oh, to, yeah? me, to me, that's one of the greatest shows of all time. Oh, thank you, Savita. Thanks. <laughs> Later. Sex in the City. That Bye. was hilarious. Yeah, but that didn't come out in the 90s. Yeah, 98. Okay, but that's not a sitcom of the saying, 90s. I'm just saying. Uh, what else do we Are got? Are you getting so defensive over know, Sex in the City? I know, so Gosh, weird. man. <laughs> your, your love for Sex in the City is so... I loved news radio a lot. Oh, I my God. That, that was, was a, a great show. Was a great show. I love that one, yeah. yeah. That was only on for a couple of seasons, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Sister, Sister. Did y'all ever watch that? Yeah, I did watch Sister, Sister. Yeah, I used to watch all those shows because they, 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 they were all the same, <gasps> oh, right? Elf. No, that was 80s. Oh. Did you guys ever watch Third Rock? Yeah, I did. I really quite enjoyed Third Rock. I thought Third Rock was very smart. I watched like one episode and I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? No, yeah. it was never my thing. Yeah, I really liked. Uh, I really liked Third Rock. Uh, so I think that you could build a top five with Seinfeld, <sighs> Frasier, Frasier, Friends, Friends, Roseanne. Uh, I was never like I, I was never the biggest Roseanne fan, so I wouldn't put Roseanne in my top five. But again, this is not about but you. But you can make the argument that it was a better show than other shows. 
Uh, and I think that once you start getting down past the top three, then you can sort of get into sort of its impact on pop culture and definitely Fresh Prince, you know, would have had that impact, that sort of lasting impact. I think Fresh Prince has a much longer lasting impact than a show like Mad About You does. I, think I agree. That, I think that you may remember Mad About You and think fondly of the episodes, but I think Fresh Prince has a much more sort of cultural impact uh, and when you think nostalgia, you definitely think Fresh Prince. So I think Fresh Prince definitely belongs in the top five as far as the best sitcoms, but way above for me, way above even something like Full House. Lisa has a question that I feel like Maury's going to answer and have an answer right away. Have you ever done a renovation to your house that you regretted? I think that I, I'm glad that we did our bathroom renovation. Mm-hmm. I wish that we were more educated before going into it. To realize that there are <laughs> toilet doesn't belong on the ceiling. <laughs> no, but we had so many, <laughs> we had so many problems with it. And I know Roz is going to say, but you get that with contractors, it, it happens. Mm-hmm. But looking back, we spent way more than we should have on this because every time somebody finds out how much we spent on the renovation, they're like, "Oh, that was way overpriced." How much did you spend? Of uh, sixteen thousand dollars on oh. a small bathroom. That's and, a lot. See? And we had to call them back so many times because, like, they did stupid mistakes, like putting a wood wedge under the toilet and you could see the wood wedge. They and you're like, there shouldn't be a wood wedge. Why would there be a wood wedge? Like, wood wedges don't belong Yeah. Did you, get a new, did you get a new vanity? New vanity, new... How much was the vanity? It, I, I don't know the actual breakdown. I know that the glass for the shower was apparently the most expensive because glass is laser cut, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the official term for it? (laughs) But I just know that when you look at the bathroom, it's a toilet, sink, vanity, shower. It shouldn't be that much money. It's tile. Yeah. And it's it's labor. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. Okay, did you get a new mirror? New mirror, yeah. How much much was the mirror? That was separate. We paid for that ourselves off PotteryBarn.com. Okay. Did you get a new light fixture? Uh, no. A couple hundred bucks. No, no you no. didn't at all. Did, no. you get a, did you get a new toilet or the same toilet? Mm, same toilet because we just bought a new toilet before the renovation, so they put the same toilet back in. And how many square feet of tile did you need? Um, that's a great... I don't know the answer to that. It's in paperwork somewhere. How big's your bathroom? Uh, um, toilet, vanity, shower. <laughs> oh, so, so, official so, numbers? So like, it, so. <laughs> it's the toilet, vanity, shower size. Oh, uh-huh. for God's sake. Okay, hold on here. Um... Let me just try and figure this out here. So like a small bath, and you don't have a shower, you don't have a tub. It's no, just shower it's just stall. Shower, shower right? stall. So you're paying mainly for your labor, but then like how much, well, I guess you don't know how so much you spend on your even tile. Even if you were paying like high end here, let me just say, even if you were paying $15 a square foot for tile, which is very expensive tile, even if you were paying $15 a square foot, that's still only $3,200 on tile if you need if you so let's say your bathroom is eight by eight which i don't even think it's eight by eight i think it's smaller than eight by eight and let's yeah, say you need 100, 150 right. square feet of tile for the the yeah, shower walls about right. <laughs> 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 so even at 15 dollars a square foot you're only at 3200 dollars in tile and but, the vanity was how much where did you buy your vanity from pottery barn oh sorry the mirrors from pottery vanity they built like they, it was custom. They you got a custom made vanity. Like we picked the wood and we picked the. Why didn't you just buy a vanity? Because this la- this lady came over. She's the designer, and she you had hired this, I, a designer no, for the bathroom. Came, it came with the whole company that does the bathroom. Rent, they're like a bathroom. Is it a double? Thing. Is it a one sink vanity or double sink vanity? One sink vanity. One sink vanity. Now the they sink's not you attached to, do a to custom uh, vanity. Yeah. 
So you had to buy the countertop separately. The countertop goes into the shower, you see? So the glass... When it, when the glass comes down and you have that little that little nubbin where all of the sh the shampoo bottles yeah, rest, yeah. that's the same piece of vanity that goes into the actual vanity. Now, did you ask? Now, and if, I know at the time Roz said, "Don't yeah. do that if it cracked," but I have no voice when it okay. comes to this. Now, did you guys okay. ask the designer? <laughs> If there was an option to just buy your own vanity and have them install it? Oh, a thousand percent you could have, but she sold it so well, like, well, we can, you know, fit it right so perfectly. Blah, you, blah, blah, you, blah. Paid, you paid the contractor with, with all the markups on everything else, but you also paid a designer to do No, the a contractor single... works for the company and the designer works for the yeah, company. But, yeah, but look at all the people you paid, though. Right, it was all, yeah, it was all under that same umbrella. Yeah, so if you're paying materials and you're paying labor and you're paying design, mm -hmm. yeah, that's how you that's how See, you wind up paying so 15 going grand back to for this question bathroom. from Lisa is I would have maybe had asked more people like you who does renovation and stuff going, what how do you do this? You know what I mean? Like we What what was the quote they gave you before the job? Um 12,000, and then it kept going up and up. Why did it keep going up and up? Because we needed to get a new fan for in there, so that cost more, the electrician or something, yeah. um, like the fixtures for the did actual shower. they have shower. to remove or replace any pipes? Anything they moved, behind the wall? They had to move a pipe for the toilet because they didn't like where it was positioned, mm -hmm. so they moved that. And they changed. Oh, and then the, the, and then an entire year later, they had to rip tile out to replace all the plumbing for the whole building. Right. Um, I would say that Yikes. I would say that a four thousand dollar increase on a twelve thousand dollar quote for a job for a small room is an excessive amount. I would say that six, sixteen thousand um, dollars to remodel a bathroom that is single sink, no tub, shower stall. Two pieces of glass? Yes. Two pieces of glass, and you didn't have to buy a toilet? I would say 16 grand is an excessive amount of money for yeah. that. That's so that, yeah. So that renovation, I regret. I love how it looks, but I would have gone a different direction. I'll tell, okay, I'll tell you this right now. So I just bought tile, right, because mm -hmm. I had to for the renovation. My bathroom is six by 10, right, with a full enclosed walk-in shower that's the size of a tub only it's just a right. shower so that's all that tile i got the tile for the laundry room floor the laundry room backsplash wall and the front entrance and i got good tile and my total tile bill was just under four grand oh wow that's great yeah i i'm i tell i'm not i, I was completely yeah. ripped off here yeah completely so where did you? So you found this company? What like you just started googling googling companies? Googling companies. They, but this was like they sold themselves as an all sort of all in. That's what it is. You make like one phone call. One phone call. We got everybody. We've got we, everybody for the plumbers, yeah, for the electrician. We make all the phone calls for you, and yeah. we bring them down. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Sixteen grand. For no, but that's sixteen grand you are paying to that company, but then. Some of that money is going to the electrician. Some of that money is going to your plumber, to the designer, to, you know, everyone else under the, the umbrella of company X. And I even bought the contractor pizza twice. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? You had to feed them, too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of money for a small bathroom. It's a lot huh. of money for a small bathroom. Yeah. I, would say, I would say if you pay 10, I'd be like, yeah, you can do 10 grand. Yeah, absolutely, ten grand, mm -hmm. but um, but not sixteen. But we learned from this: is like with make a, more than a, one phone with call. a shim under the toilet. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> it's so weird. Like, dude. Do you have any stories, Roz? Any uh, um, renovations that you've regretted? Oh, God. I mean, I, I got into a screaming match with a furnace guy one time. Really? Where I accused him of stealing, and then he <gasps> told me to go F myself, and I <gasps> told him to get the F out of my house. And but, well, you had yeah. you had a renovation once the, the floor was uneven or yeah, something. Yeah, the floor's still uneven. And we did we renovated the basement, and the floor's still uneven because the the um, the site supervisor had a nervous breakdown on the job. <gasps> and then the, the boss of the company came by to tell me that, that it was going to be somebody else that was going to be doing the floors. And it was, I, I was having the floors done in my place, yeah. right? Where I had to have framing work and cement work done in the, in the place. And it was the all going to be done on a Friday of a long weekend <gasps> during World Cup. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. So you think that there was one guy on that job site, Italians and Portuguese, that was going to be sticking around to make sure the job <laughs> was done right on a Friday of a long weekend in the summer during no. the World Cup. Hell no. Then like so, the floor is a floor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I still have, and I should take a picture of it because I left it. I left it there. So uh -huh. during the reno in my place, if you walk into my <laughs> furnace room, yeah. On the wall, the unfinished wall inside the furnace room is still the torn out from the Toronto Sun schedule of World Cup games <laughs> that these guys stuck in my basement. So they knew uh, they knew what day of the week they had to leave early. That's amazing. Yo, you got to frame that. <laughs> yeah. Is this still is this the same job where the guy had two filet fish every day? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a coffee. That was his lunch. He would sit up. He would sit on my stoop, and I'd come home, and I'm like, man, I, 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 like, I was like, I was like, I understand. And you gotta you gotta work right, but I'm like it was it was a large coffee, two fillet of fish, and two McChicken and that, <laughs> every and, day. And, yeah, and a, and a large coffee, and I would that just come by so and I'm like, oh god, it was so nasty. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, it's I'm not. It's, think of uh, but all Renos go like all you will. It doesn't matter who the contractor is. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, even the cost of the job and whether they're above, you know, the the budget or below, whatever it is, you will always get to a point in a renovation where you want them the f out of your house and out of your life. Oh yeah. yeah, and you can get along with them great. Every single job, at some point, you want them to get the f out of your house and out of your life. That's yeah. just the reality of it. That's what happened in our last place because we did a reno there, and it was the day before we were to move in, yeah. and they were still working. And Jenna and uh, her mom and sister went to the house to drop off some boxes. And the guy, the contractor, was still there. Like, and this is like 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And he was like just starting to stain the, the steps. And she said to him, we're moving in here tomorrow. Like, all of our stuff is coming here tomorrow. And there are still holes in the wall. Mm -hmm. The stairs aren't done. There's stuff that still need to be finished. How are we going to, like, we have nowhere to live. You understand, we have nowhere to live. Yep. And he said, well, I'm going to work through the night. And she said, well, no, because there's a lot more that needs to be done that one person can't handle in the span of 12 hours. Yep. And yep. then they got into it. I was still at the old place, like still packing boxes and whatever. And they got into a screaming match and then she kicked him out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, and then we had to call the owner of the company the oh, next day. Oh God, it's and say like so much stress. What do we do? Like our stuff is arriving in like six, seven hours, yeah. and we literally have nowhere to live now. Mm -hmm. So then we had to. They needed like an extension of like two weeks, and we had to go live with the with my mother in law. The problem that you ran into, and the problem that I've run into in the past, 
is that they take these big jobs, these big money jobs, where it's like a full house reno, new kitchen, new everything else. The jobs always start out slow, where you get one guy who comes and they do a little demo work and you got a bin in the front of your yard, everything else. And then it's gangbusters. Then it's all hands on deck, everybody coming in. You're walking home, you're like, there's eight guys here. You're texting your, 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 your friends. Oh my God, this reno's like crazy. It's awesome. There's like nine guys. But then what happens is they overlap jobs, right? So they've got all lined up another job that is just as big as your job, only bigger. And that job has to start. So all that crew gets moved over to that new job. And to finish your place is one guy. Yeah. And then so it's that guy who's there to sort of finish things up. And at the end of a job, that's why jobs stall. And that's why at the end of renovations, everybody's like, oh, my God, it was the worst experience. Even though the worst experience was probably only like the last three weeks or something like that. But it's because you just feel forgotten. You know, you feel that's that exactly they, what happened. Feel that they they did 80% of the job and then went and took money from somebody else to go and do 80% of their job. But that's that world. That's how they all work. So with us, ours was like a little bit the opposite where day one, yeah. it was a house full of trades. Oh, amazing. Right? They were oh, all in so there good. and we walked in and like everyone was like happy and smiling yeah. and like working hard. And then I was like, wow, we got a great crew. Like we went to Tim Hortons and bought them like oh, yeah. boxes of Timbits and totally. coffee. And like, you know, guys, like here, this is, this is for you guys enjoy love the work that you're doing and then like you know a couple days later you start noticing less and less people in the place and then it's like one person in the house working on something it's like hey where's everybody he's like i don't know or the worst is when somebody shows up at at, at 10 and then they're gone by one yeah right it's like what are you what are you doing yeah like i know i still need stuff done no it's brutal um but have you ever done a renovation to your house that you regretted i would say like each of us have different things uh, kind of experiences with uh, with people or with trades that we would kind of deal with a little bit differently. And I've learned for next time, right? I've been through this Absolutely. enough. I've been through this enough where I now have a like a, a pretty decent knowledge of the process of a of a renovation. I almost hired an architect to help me out with the the design of the cottage, and then I found out how much that costs. <laughs> You're like, I'll just learn myself. I'll do it myself. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, di- I designed the whole thing on a computer. I drew up all the plans, Good for you. all the walls, everything else. And then I had to give those to somebody else to just sort of redraw and get them stamped. But I did all the drawings myself. We were doing some work. I think it was in the backyard or whatever. And I downloaded like an app. Yeah. And I did the design of like what I wanted it to look like, right? Yeah. But I got like all the proportions completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> so, like, uh, so here I am telling this guy, like, yeah, yeah, look at this. I love, would love for it to look like this, this, and this. Yeah. He's like, are you planning on like maybe overtaking half of your neighbor's <laughs> backyard? Because what you have here on these plants is way bigger than the property that you have. So you're going to conquer now. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know what, bro? You just do your thing. And then like, we'll talk. Yeah. That's uh, Dave awesome. B asks specifically for Maury. If you had to break one of Dammit Matthews' rules, which one would it be? Oh, definitely socks and uh, no socks in bed. Like, I would love to take my socks off once in a while in bed. Yeah. Especially in the summer. What about just getting back into the bed? Oh, that would be great. Have you been back to the bed yet? Be honest. Uh, I did over the weekend to have a nap. Yeah. No, no, no. Like at night to sleep overnight. uh, Saturday night into Sunday night just because I I forced myself in. Right. Because here's the thing. The dog, Andy, was sleeping in the bedroom on the floor. So I'm like, well, why can't I just come in here? (laughs) Wait a minute. How long has Andy, the dog, been sleeping in your bedroom? Halfway through the night, he goes and pushes the door open and goes, sleeps on the floor in the bedroom. And I wake up, I'm like, I'm the only one out here. (laughs) You're the the dog. (laughs) The dog. So now on the weekend, when I noticed that, I'm like, well, F this. And I went into the bedroom. And what did Matthew say? Did he try to kick you out? 
No, he was asleep when he woke up in the morning. He's like, wait, wait a minute, what are you doing? I'm like, but he's on the floor. <laughs> now, does the dog sleep on Matthew's side of the bed? Yes. On the floor? Never on your side. No, he, and this he is sleeps. This supposed to be your dog. The yeah. idea of getting a dog all came from you, right? <laughs> he only comes around to my side to scratch my face to tell me he has to go pee. Right, because, yeah, that's right. You're the walker. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah you're the help. So yeah. since getting the dog, you've had to sleep on the couch. And over the weekend, it was your first time back in the bed since it's you glorious. Dog home. Yeah, it was glorious. And Matthew was like, don't get used to this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, that relationship, don't huh? It's so wild to, to me. What about so last wild. night? Did you have to sleep in the bed or on the couch last night? No, last night I was in the bed. Just because, again, the dog already went in and went to bed on Matthew's side of the bed. So right. I'm like, well, come on. So is the dog permanently then? Like, or is this like Matthew every whispers, night? Matthew whispers, he's like, Andy, time to go to bed, bedtime. And then yeah. I just follow both of them. And I'm like, okay, bedtime, let's go. When's the last time you and Matthew went to bed at the same time? Like said, said, hey, you want, you want to go to bed? Yeah, let's go to bed. We'll have a cuddle and then we'll fall asleep. When's the last time that happened? Last summer vacation, I think. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Aaron That's asks, crazy. okay, there's a puddle. Okay. Do you walk around it, over it, or through it? Around it. Depends. Well, it depends on how big it is. I would say depends on how big. Yeah. My instinct is to walk around the puddle. Yeah. Can I say why I don't jump over the puddle? Yeah. Because I... Because <laughs> of jiggle? No. Oh. oh. Okay. Now I have two answers. My, I was going to say because I look too... Because I, I prank, like I look too gay when I go over the oh, puddle. Oh, right, yeah. My That's gay is showing. That's what makes you look gay. <laughs> but now I'd like to change my answer to the jiggle. To jiggle, right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how do you jump over a puddle? I do it like how you would ex actually expect it to be done. Like I kind of go like this. Wow! Like a t I do a ta da. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your your right arm really flies yeah. up in the air. You, you look like you're making your entrance onto the stage, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will say that uh, depending on a lot of things, um, if I'm familiar with the puddle, mm -hmm. like if it's a puddle, I know. I know all the puddles in my neighborhood. I know how deep they are. You know they disappear. No, I know, but I know how. I know how. I know how much water pools in all the different places in my neighborhood where there could be water pooling, and so I sometimes like if I have a pair of shoes that are like rubber all the way up, like a pair of boots or something like that, I will sometimes go through a puddle and just very slowly walk through the puddle to see if the water just hits the top of where the rubber is before it actually gets to oh, my, my boot, right? Like I'll sometimes... Oh, you play a game. Yeah, I sometimes That's do that, risky. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> other times I don't jump. I'll take um, big giant steps sometimes. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll see how far out I can extend my one leg um, <laughs> to see if I can step over it. I'll do that. I quite enjoy puddle. I spent a lot, a lot of time thinking about how to manage the puddles in the neighborhood. So huh. I don't have one way. I only ever say walk around because I never know how deep a puddle may be. Really? Because yeah? I don't want to take that chance. Oh, yeah. Geez. Just in case. Well, can't you tell how deep it is just based on all the concrete around it? No. 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 Sometimes there's like a, a pothole under there. Oh, geez. Yeah. Emily has this to say. Mm -hmm. Roz, as a fellow tall person, yes. do you find that when you wash your hands in the sink in the public or at home, that there's always a backsplash and you end up getting water all over your shirt. Mm. I can't seem to avoid it. Very interested. Mm. Interesting. Um, hmm. I don't really notice that. When you wash your hands, do you give it like a one-two shake before you reach for a paper towel or 
if there's a hand towel in there? No. Or do you wash and then immediately put your hand towards the towel? See, I wash my hands, and I tried to teach Roxy to do this as well. And it might be from the majority of times that I am washing my hands is because I'm cooking. Yeah. Um, But when I wash my hands, I don't put my hands, like, close to the faucet. I go deep into the sink Mm -hmm. when I wash my hands. Always, even at work, I'll put my hands down like I'll get the water going because of the sensor. And then I put my hands down almost to the bottom of the sink. Really? To, to wash them. Yeah. I never Ooh. go high up because that's how stuff splashes. Right. right? Sure. And so because it gets all over the counter that way. And so I always go like even at home when I wash my hands, I turn the faucet on and then I put my hands right into the sink. Close to the bottom. Close to the bottom. But then and, you have to hunch over, right? No, because I don't, I'm so tall, right? Like, it fits perfectly. Like, that's perfect for me. All right? Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Because he has long yeah. arms. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Thanks, the... Thanks, Moira. No, <laughs> I couldn't tell. So I always go to the bottom of the sink to wash, so there's no... So there is no splash. Yeah. Uh, Aaron asks, if you could learn a skill from a master, as in they would teach you personally... Who and what skill would it be? Example, would it be like learning boxing from Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Mm, yeah, but what do you do with that skill? It would I, have I to would, be a skill that you could then turn into something that early retirement you could use <laughs> to your advantage. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were the, the master of early retirement. I thought you were going to learn about that. No. Like That's you could learn from question. Frank Gehry about architecture. But why would I? What am I going to do with that though? I still have to go and get a degree and all this other stuff before somebody's going to allow me to design anything for them. No, I don't want. I yeah, wouldn't I would want need that. To learn, I would, it would have to be something quick. I would need to learn how to turn money into more money. Yeah. Right. Yes. Because well, at like, the end of the day, we all want more money. It would be kind of cool to learn how to, how to rob a bank. Yeah, but, but then you have to rob a bank. Because you want to learn how to rob a bank. No, hey, no bad ideas in brainstorming. Well, that's not true. There's no, tons but that's of bad a terrible. Ideas. So you can walk into a TD bank <laughs> yeah, and t- try tough. to take all their money? No, no. So, no. so what you would want to learn, like you would go find like the Hannibal Lecter of bank robbers and be like, <laughs> how do I do it? <laughs> like, it'd be cool me. to like, learn how to crack a safe. So you but for what though? Just so you could say, hey, I know how to crack a safe. No, but my my answer was not that. I was trying to help Mocha how to make more money out of more money. Oh, what's your answer? My answer would be to learn how, from the masters of voice artists, how to do incredible voice work for movie trailers and stuff. Like, I'd love to learn from those masters. But you're still only capable of your inherent, like, abilities, though, right? But they could teach you how to approach an audition or... Um, help you workshop how to you would, make you would, you how would, to read well. You have the opportunity to have any master in the world teach you what they know, and you would use it to get somebody to help you land a toilet paper commercial on the radio. But I love <laughs> I love voice work so much. And your thing you know was, I mean, it's like I mean? it should be something that you don't have to like uh, a master of something that you already know how to do, or that you don't have to go back to school to do something right, with. Yeah, okay, I guess. But you already started. You already do that stuff. You already do that stuff. Now, are we saying that we would be as good as the person who taught us at the end of all this? Are we saying that? I would say yes. Yes? Yeah. Oh, hell. Interesting. That changes things then. Like mixed martial artist? Would you no. want to learn from no, I, no, somebody? Because, no, because I wouldn't want to get hit. Right? Skilled at like Brazilian jiu-jitsu? No, because you can make more money in golf. <laughs> oh, true. 
Right. It's a very safe sport. Yeah, you can yeah, make, you can you make can even make... more money if you learn how to do code for web. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather rob a bank. No, no you can't. If, if I if I won if I won if I won the if I won the HTML. if I won the, the the PGA tour, Maury, I'm I'm not gonna make as much. I'm gonna make more money than you if you were coding. <laughs> It's <laughs> just like anything else. No, but you like, could then create an app, I guess. I, I don't I, know. An app. I want to win the Masters and have Nike sponsor me. <laughs> and you want to create an app. What you're not understanding more is that you somebody can teach you how to code and create an app, but the idea of what is going to be successful still has to come from I you. I got it. What? Fishing. Fishing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like shrimp boating. No, that's weird. No, cooking, though, I'd be fascinated if I could study under somebody who was incredibly skilled at cooking, where I would just Ooh, then have one. that skill for my entire life, where I wouldn't even need to think about anything. I could just walk into any kitchen and just sort of go through what they have or walk through a grocery just store. Just make a meal. And just, and just put, some, put anything together that you wanted, like where there were no questions. I mm. could cook every style you know, in, in every way. I, I would just love that. Baking. I don't know how to bake. I would just, all of that stuff I would love to do. All joking aside, <clears throat> I just came up with mine. Okay. Dancing. Dancing. Who would you want to teach you? Like if you, like a magic mic kind of dance thing. Stripping. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay. Next question. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Would you rather, this is from Robin. Would you rather clog the toilet on a first date or the first day of a new job? Okay. Back, back to stripping. <laughs> <laughs> my, my pony clog the <laughs> toilet on a first date or the first day of a new job well, but hold on if you're on a first date you go into the bathroom of the restaurant how's that first date gonna no, know let's say you? you're back at their house like in a long came poly situation i would say Definitely first day of work. a new job yeah 100 percent. yeah i agree because then you could just leave the bathroom and no one will know but i imagine that they're going to find out how? So in both situations, no, you have to play along. In both situations, they are going to find out. Would you rather your boss, your new boss, find out that you were the one that is responsible for the toilet being out of service? Or would you want your person that you're on a first date with to realize that you clogged their toilet? My I answer would, is still work. Me too. I see. I was going to say Same. first date because for a job, if it's a job that you actually like and you want to spend a lot of time there, then that's going to be the thing like that they always... Like a voiceover actor. You have, like no vo you have just no respect for relationships, huh? You <laughs> automatically think that you're going to be at the job longer than you're going to be at the person you were just on a date with. <laughs> let, me no hope. let me finish. No. You get no hope to relationships at all. <laughs> but at the work one, they're going to bring that up at every Christmas party. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, at Kiss925 is where you'll find Ask Razamoka every week. Ask your questions. We'll try our best to get through as many as we can and uh, get one of you to ask your question to us on the phone. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On Kiss92.5. Kiss92.5.com. Or download the Kiss92.5 app.